return of the Bunyip. Hello, and welcome to the Salacast on Saturday, the 19th of October, 2019. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Well, I'm still super tired. <laughs> and Robert Kemp. Well, that was my um, favorite Mark Morrison song from the 90s. I'm still super tired. No. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> I mean, that's the lesser known follow up. <laughs> but. <laughs> But return of the bunyip. <laughs> Not even the right rhythm. Once again. That came up my. The only reason it's in my exit, like a, a stripped back version, came up on my Spotify the other day. Oh my, oh my god. Oh my god. How good is um uh, that, whatever that content scanning stuff that's on. YouTube and things these days. It's like we're gonna get where copyright- we don't upload. Yeah, we're gonna get copyrighted for for, for Return of the Mac impressions. Can they actually detect anything that isn't the exact original audio? You know, mixed yeah, into know. things. That's what um, I mean. Like, how, how good how, has it got? Because, like, I mean, I've, that's how I've Shazam of, works, right? You can't like whistle a tune at Shazam, right? It has to be the song, right? Oh, hang on. No, I think there are some services that are like attuned to that yeah. to some degree because they'll wow. know the note pattern. I mean, I've okay. already, I've heard of cases of people's like Twitch videos getting censored because they were, were they were recording like outside while they were walking down the street, and a shop right. happened to be playing a song as yeah. they walked past. Oh yeah, that's yeah, so they but can that's pick the it up exact quite audio. Well. Yeah, but it's I'm saying bad audio, but hella distorted at that yeah, kind of yeah. But uh, I'm I'm saying they're good at like picking it up distorted and with other things over the top, but you can't mm. like no, it wouldn't pick up a cover version of a song. It, it probably would, <laughs> and, unless that was also registered. You know, with this, you know, as a copyrighted thing. So, if you did your own cover of something, unless it was insanely close, I don't think it would pick it up. I don't know about. I don't know how insane, insanely close has to be. Though. Yeah, that's the question. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, like I feel if it's accounting for some amount of distortion and whatnot, it has. To, it's kind of automatically going to allow a certain amount of like fail failure to hit the tune if you if you were trying to replicate it yeah but if you're doing it you've got a totally different voice from the singer and a totally different guitar and everything like i don't know if it's the same as like a noisy version of of the exact thing yeah i imagine it would have to be a somewhat recognizable melody as in not a melody that's used in multiple places or maybe transcription of words can factor in and things like that so if you have just tonality timing and transcription as Do you think it entities, even does it, it even care? Does it even care that it's music, or like could it be any audio that you could? Do you know what I mean? It, maybe it's just audio fingerprinting, or and the, it just well, happens to be used for music. Well, presumably at some point, yeah, you're probably right. But there, there must be ways of like if you're if it knows it's encountering music, you could train it on the elements of That's musicality. True. That's true. Yeah. In the same way, you train visual AI, AI yeah. on visual elements like hey these are eyes that would well, be cool though i would like a service where i could where you could like whistle the tune and it would say oh that's i could have sworn Shazam did that at one point mm. Mm. okay a lot of youtubers nowadays are, are or the kind of news reporting youtubers are very specifically not saying certain words because apparently it can detect through voice what you're saying and get your videos demonetized wait what, what? saying what <laughs> A variety of words. What, what like Nintendo? No. <laughs> because Nintendo copyright strike everyone. It's more like cocaine and, <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> and any other bad words. Cocaine! So, well, like, you can't talk about Queens of the Stone Age music. Then. No, clearly. 
But if that's, it doesn't that even say be... cocaine, does it? In that song, he said it's like cocaine, isn't it? It's like cocaine. <laughs> like because that's okay. how they were getting around it. He just he's just really into his sugar. Cocaine. That is an amazing song. What's it called? Like feel good here to the summer, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I saw that live ages ago. Were you there? No, we were at Wireless, but it was like old Wireless. I think I was there. Yeah, yeah, that was there because that was the White Stripes year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> it was good until I got like crushed by us being a bit too close to that mosh pit. Right. Yeah, was... <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> I don't get. I don't get. On, I don't fare well in a mosh pit these days. No, I think that, I think those days are over. Not that they were you ever really well in a mosh pit. Well, the, the last time I was in a, <laughs> in, a, in the vicinity of a mosh pit, yeah, sure. Different. It was likely it's probably a decade ago now. The last time I was in one, and my glasses got smashed. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, glasses are incompatible with mosh pits. Yeah, completely. I mean, most things are. I mean, Ho was in mosh pits and like would, would you know break her underwear? <laughs> like she had to throw her okay. bra on the stage because it got snapped. <laughs> yeah, dramatic. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, that's not that actually, much structure. Actually, no, that's probably just in a raw strap. No, really. That's, not, that's no. probably just men in a darkened environment, in fairness. <laughs> yeah. Like, if it broke the elastic of your underwear, that would be more impressive. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Yay. Anyway, yeah, so nearly, they've nearly finished that Morrison's over the road. Oh, yeah. Segway. <laughs> what do you mean they've nearly finished What do you mean? It? Well, they've, well, it's, they've... it's existed for like. No, but been, years at this point. Yeah, but it's been being like refurbished for like the last six months. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, because they've knocked they've knocked down the Foonscape. No, no more bowling. Oh, the foon, solar the Bowl isn't there. It's gone. Yeah, now. Solar Bowl. The Namco Foonscape. Don't forget the umlaut. Has uh, I still call the one I call the one in London the Foonscape, and everyone thinks I'm insane, but because <laughs> we went there for like, yeah, it's got a rock umlaut over it for no reason. <laughs> it has to be done. It's like, why would you put that there unless there's some kind of pronunciation reason? Because <laughs> that's what it's called, the one that's in the whatever opposite, um, like it's near the London Eye and opposite. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's along there. that stretch, isn't it? It's yeah. near, actually on the bridge there. Yeah, and it? it's, it's branded just... Namco Foonscape. <laughs> yeah, it's the Foonscape. Anyway, that one is gone. No more bowling. You can't take Nico bowling there. It's. Uh, yeah, and they've they've redone the road network around all that stuff, but it's like inside, it's kind of weird now. But they would mm. like it's, it's like they've rearranged the the aisles in a fashion that I disapprove of. It's like why are the biscuits now the furthest thing away in in right, the supermarket? The like the Obesity. biscuits <laughs> and the sweet aisle. Like, I guess I, mean, I guess that's what they're going for. But like, surely the like the best sales tactic for biscuits is to put it near the coffee. Yeah, I don't think sense. you can do that though. But, that's, like, but, but everywhere does that. That's where it normally is. It's like so. not the aisle. Yeah, they are in the, the wait, in the Waitrose by in Holloway. It's um, yeah, coffee on one side and biscuits on the other side of the same aisle. Oh, on the same aisle. That's even better. I think yeah. biscuits are meant to be in the vicinity of bread, though, right? Because they're in the bakery they category, mm, sort of. Mm. They're sort of in the yeah. I, I admit there's some crossover between cakes and biscuits, but normally it would sort of. It, Oddly, the Morrison's, the old Morrison's layout here used to be sort of like tea, coffee, then biscuits, and then tinned goods. And I, then, it, I, <laughs> and I then, guess it's because they, it's more like you have the two ends of the aisle. Because I think it's normally you have 
you have the bakery bread bit, which is a separate thing. Mm. But then the ends of the aisles that point towards that are like packaged bread and biscuits and, sure. and like cakes, like the, cake cakes. Yeah, cake uh, cakes. But then on the other end of those aisles, that isn't r- r- directly adjacent to the bakery. That's where you get like coffee and whatever, I guess. Sort of, yeah. Sort of, <laughs> the either side of the bakery aisles. Yeah, you could you could argue. But yeah, these biscuits and sweets are now miles away from anything. And like even the alcohol is an era. Like that's that's the thing that gets well, me. It's okay. like surely booze. Be, yeah, that should be in the back. Yeah. That's where that normally goes. But then the weird thing about the old Morrison's design actually is when you think about it, is the booze used to be like at the front. <laughs> like at the almost at the very you work through the veg section, and then you go veg, booze. booze. Yeah. <laughs> or alternatively veg video games. <laughs> Oh yeah, they moved. Well, they moved that a couple of hours <laughs> yeah, down, yeah. and then um, the, yeah, their overpriced, tiny selection of the hits. I always think of that. Well, apart from the three pound copy of Viva Pinata for PC, it's a real pain. Like because they have stuff. Like I go to the giant uh, Sainsbury's that's down the road from me, but it, that, that, that's where I got Zelda: uh, Link's Awakening or whatever. But like you go and they have the thing, but then you have to go to the service desk to actually get the. And it t- takes ages because they oh, don't actually yeah. have. The, I think yeah. I think they do that at the, the cop doc Tesco's as well. Yeah, it's, it's like because everything can't be in the case, so it's like you've got to take it to the tech desk or whatever. Yeah, and then wait um, for someone to go to I, the other that, side of the massive store to the storeroom and find it, and but, then yeah. Yeah, that was when I tried picking up, like, when they did a deal on Soul Calibur Six for PS4. It was, like, te- a tenner, and I'm like, oh, I'll have me some of that. So I went in, got the box, went to the counter, and they were like, and it was like, yeah, we'll just get some from the, get it from the back. We're out of stuff in the back. And it's like, well, get rid well, of the box for the shelf on the shelf. Too much effort. So annoying. That's the whole point, isn't it? You put the, like, yeah. the boxes on the shelf to indicate you have them, then you take the box to the person at the desk yeah, but you and, don't, then, and then it's not, it's not on the shelf anymore it's not a one-to-one ratio it's not they go and replace it if there's stuff in the storeroom still but that's kind of what the system is for it's not a good system it's not a good system tell you what is a marginally improved system in supermarkets so they finally solve the unexpected items in the bagging area by allowing you to push a button that says i'm using my own bag immediately before you do anything else and then yeah. you put it there oh yeah and i've had that for oh, a I while. Do that. yeah a little that's, while. That's, that's like step number one but that, it used to just be like it would try and detect it automatically and it sucked uh, yeah it's, it's still <laughs> it's, you still can do that that way but yeah most of the time it's better to just push the button and say i have bag but then it still goes wrong as it did yeah. today when I was in Morrison's, and it just like I put my I put one bottle of squash in, fine. Beat the second bottle of squash, not fine. <laughs> and that's like quite a precise amount, surely. It's like it's like it's like one and a half liters of squash. It should be about one and a half kilos, right? Well, I think the problem with that with that whole system is sometimes it's like the timeout is too short. Like you know, they really want you to get it in there fast, and if you're not putting it in there firmly, <laughs> placing it right. directly on the scale immediately, yeah, maybe. it's like fuck you. <laughs> yeah, but it should know. Surely the weights of things like are in its like list, like of, of well, the yeah, product. It's like so it should be this much. So like just total the total basket at all the times, rather than going like, oh, that last item didn't go in, therefore I'm gonna weirdly freak out. Yeah, but. Hmm. I'm sure there's other reasons to not track it by total exactly. I mean, you, you've got to have a fudge factor maybe on each item. So as you put more and more in there, there's going to be more and more of a fudge applied, I guess. Mm. The thing with that bag thing is it still, they don't trust you. So like, I, I you know, obviously I know, but I, I've known now that someone I work with from New Zealand got confused by it because like you can scan, if you're, 
taking a bag, you can scan the barcode on the bag, right? And then you bought the bag bag and then you put it in and it goes, it knows the scales. But then at the end, it asks you again how many bags you've used. And if you say, I used one, which you have, it's charged you twice for that bag. Yeah. Yeah, And he only realized that after ages. And, and, and of course, if you say, I'm using my own bag, reuse a bag, it still asks you at the end, how many bags have you used? And you're like, I've zero. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, It's annoying. Uh, yeah, there's still, it's still about at a couple of places. I've still I've seen it relatively recently. Well, the new but, I mean, in in Waitrose now by me, which is the fancy one, they just trust you and they don't have scales. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Honor system. I mean, I guess they have CCTV all over. Yeah, they probably but, have yeah. like more security than an average supermarket. I guess. Well, I don't. What well, you mean? I don't have to scan my uh, claim my avocados are really onions. <laughs> yeah, you can still do that. <laughs> <laughs> a, well, yeah, I just claim they're onions. <laughs> like, I don't have to weigh them. But, like, I get a precise amount of onions. Yeah, exactly. I think the only, my favourite thing that has ever come out of the whole supermarket banging situation, self-service banging situation, mm. is the te- on te- in Tesco's at their self-service checkouts. They have an advert for Tesco banking. Which says unexpected value in the banking area. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. Which, which I'm like, okay, that's good. That's pretty yeah. good. That's the one good thing about this whole situation. <laughs> I've, se- I've seen that. That is that's classy. That's good. Well played, Tesco. Well played. <laughs> um, Tesco- yeah, it must have been Tesco. Tesco's the only one with banks. <laughs> yeah, Tesco's the one who tried to do everything, like mobiles. And- mm. They've changed the marked one now, but it's obviously not just me because my mum was also annoyed by this. But as you're as you're putting in as you're scanning, it will ask if you've it will ask you sort of almost passive aggressively if you've used your uh, loyalty card in a sort of sing song way. So it's like, have oh, you scan yeah. your Sparks card, and then the next till yeah. over is going, have you scanned your Sparks card? <laughs> no, I haven't. If you have a Morrison's More card, please scan it now. Yeah. I mean, that's okay at the end, but it would do it like in the middle. I, I don't know. But you can just scan it immediately anyway and make it shut up. The yeah, thing is, like, I don't have the, one, so fuck off. Yeah. The, the Morrison stills are even weirder than that, because if you like, <laughs> if you if you scan your more, Morrison's more card early, when you go to checkout, it gives you a prompt where it asks if you want it to remember the volume setting. For who? What, for the, you? The for, for, on my more card. Oh, on so, your yeah. card. So, oh, yeah, so, except for the fact it doesn't remember that. Because on oh. plenty of the, plen- the Morrison's ones really shout. They're like, they're like unexpected item in bagging area. It's really aggressive. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I, I, they're so, they're so loud. I'm just like, I'm going to mute this. And then it goes, Oh, would you like to remember the preference for muted? And I'm like, hell yeah, I would. <laughs> and then, then next time I go to the store, it's, it's just like, scan your first item now. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, clearly you didn't. Clearly you didn't remember this more. This more thing doesn't work. Like, I don't want any volumes on the talking, but I want highest volume on the beeping. So I can yeah. tell I've scanned stuff. Yeah. It's been getting worse lately. But there was a period where it but just didn't beep at all in the Tesco's yeah. I go to. Don't, which don't, really sucked. Don't a lot of them have like a coloured ring around them? Yeah, they have colour and it turns green. I guess that's okay, but beep is quite immediate. Boop feedback. But the, but then a lot of them are like there's so many boops going on. Not that hard to distinguish which one's the one directly. Which one's your one? Yeah. Hope not. Even more while, while I'm wearing headphones, but if I can all, usually hear it. But if they're all loud, yeah. <laughs> then it would get a tiny bit harder. 
it's pretty great to be able to be listening to a podcast and like buy stuff without having to stop listening Boop. to it. <laughs> don't, uh, maybe you should um, try and time your barcode swipes to, so you're censoring your podcast. And it's like, so I went down the boob store. <laughs> and <laughs> I was watching that boob film the other day. and This game is boob. <laughs> games. I did it. Oh, yeah. This is a podcast about video games, isn't it? You got there. Is there a film well, section they, this week? <laughs> we might be going to news, which is not going to be that much about video games, probably. Mm. Uh, I do not have a film section because, yeah, things went a little awry the last couple of weeks. We were going to go oh, see yeah. Gemini Man. Oh, I wanted to go see Gemini Man because it looks like <laughs> my kind of dumb. That's been and flopping, hasn't it? I heard. Has it? Yeah. It's an Ang Lee joint. It should be all right. Yeah. Don't make me Ang Lee. You wouldn't yeah. like me when I'm Ang Lee. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of wanted to go see that, but like, yeah, it didn't happen. Timing didn't work out for various reasons. Uh, uh, but I hear that Zombieland is out, so I thought we'll right. be out next week. So it probably is out now, actually, if I remember the date correctly. So I'll go see that. Got Emma Stone in it. You should be happy. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. I saw the Joker movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, the tra- trailer's good. I'd... Just yeah, I don't know. I just wasn't. I, I know. I kind of knew from the outside looking in that yeah. I probably wasn't going to enjoy it. Like, if you like the trailer, just watch the trailer again. <laughs> mm. um, it's a good performance by Joaquin Phoenix, but I mean, sure. When is it not? I just don't think it's like it doesn't. Uh, there's some good stuff in it, but it just doesn't seem like the Joker to me. Yeah, it's a bit and too like, angsty. Kind of, is yeah. The right word. He, he doesn't seem like he's going to be a criminal mastermind, mm. which is kind of the point, right? Yeah, I definitely uh, got that vibe that he wasn't going to crack in the same way you expect him to crack. And it is like he's obviously the character's mentally ill, or whatever, and which is yeah portrayed really well. And like he's got this tick of like laughing uncontrollably, but it's like he doesn't really understand humor, so why it doesn't really make sense like the, the whole like the thing about the joker is he 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 literally finds murder and mayhem funny but mm. if you don't if you don't have a if sense of humor then things funny, yeah then it's that can't, that's not how that works no how does that work so i don't i don't really get it but yeah it definitely had merits but i'm not i'm not wasn't a big fan i didn't didn't hate it um <laughs> had some good stuff but it, it it was one of those films that's it's like i was saying about ad astra last time like it, it felt like it was, you know, it was pompous. Like it feels like it was more, had more to it than it really did. You know what I mean? Or mm, had pretensions yeah. of being more suit, more serious and dealing with big themes. And in fact, there wasn't that much to it. I mean, kudos for trying it. In yeah, sure. It's oh, like yeah. It's, an, it's an interesting direction to take a superhero film or supervillain film. Somewhat interesting. I think it was verging on boring in places. <laughs> uh, I mean, when like actually con- watching the, it, but the just concept, yeah, yeah, I agree totally. Yeah, but then, like in some respects, you could argue that Batman Begins was kind of the borderline of this stuff, like right, like the slightly slower origin yeah. story for the Batman, Man, but the still Dark being Knight a blockbuster so in, in some in some respects as well. Kind of worked. I need to watch Batman Begins again. I've seen yeah, that for a long good. time. They're all good. Well, the last one's less good, as is, as is standard, but, you know, they're all 
Well, that, yeah. that, that trilogy is good. The Dark Knight stands out, though, I think. It's, oh, yeah, um, absolutely. And that, that Joker is perfect, I don't know, <laughs> pretty much. It's kind of exactly what you want. Hmm? Yeah. Hmm. Right. No news in the games world? What have we got? Uh, <laughs> a small amount. There's some news. Do you start bad or start intrigue? <laughs> is, uh, is, is that really that much different? Okay, intrigue. Or, or are you intrigued about badness? <laughs> okay, intriguing badness. Intriguing badness. Or are you intrigued about badness? Okay, so that, so that means it's the Blizzard story, I guess, because it's the baddest of the bad news of the week, I suppose. What go on? Wagawan? Well, Band in I'm going to relate this really poorly. Yeah, because we're not going to cover it that much anyway. <laughs> no, well, because it's, yeah, it's kind of difficult. Well, because there's not that much to even say about it, not really. A, not a huge amount. It's all a lot of conjecture and like what, what this means for the industry as a whole conversation going on. Um, there's a lot of that happening right now. Okay. <laughs> Wait until BlizzCon, that'll be where we go. Yes, so Blizzard, right, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a thing. Like So, um, the the situation in Hong Kong right now is a little, uh, let's say, politically sensitive. Um, and so when a Hearthstone tournament took place, was it actually in Hong Kong? The tournament, no, or I think it was a Chinese stream at least. Okay. Um, yeah, well, it was taking place in, over there, like an Asian tournament. And um, uh, the winner of the event... Uh, went on to the stream in the in the post match interview, uh, basically just straight up said free Hong Kong and all and all of the rhetoric behind it. Uh, was he? I think he had the goggles and gas masks yeah. like look as well. So he was had, really had he just won it. the tournament, right? He just won, yeah. And this was the the post match interview, um, uh, and so Blizzard. And he- responded to this by banning him for a year from future tournaments and re- uh, revoked his winner status basically and took away his prize money um or didn't Blimey. pay him i suppose rather than took away and it's Heavy like handed well yeah and also given the climate that's a statement right that's yeah. a they must have um, known immediately them. seen as a oh hey you can't do this you can't um be political was there um, some kind of clause that he'd signed up to to not say anything political or something? So there is and there isn't a part of it that is sort of legal. And so this is basically the only way that Blizzard themselves have actually really responded. Um, the, the, the sort of clause has some, in question, has the, has some stuff about, hey, you shouldn't bring Blizzard into disrepute or, or disrespute, I think was the word. Is that even, oh, that's a bit of a strange Disrepute, word me, it like, must be, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, like I, I think I'm sure I saw it going around as disrespute for some reason. It's like that seems wrong. Um, uh, yeah, you can't bring it into disrepute. You can't support causes that are damaging to Blizzard potentially. And that's this is like a global clause. This is not like a um, an Asian specific thing. Um, uh, yeah, and that sort of or anything that incites harm. Or on others and that kind of stuff. It's one of those sort of vaguer, vague clauses. It's sort of standard like media interview clauses, probably. Where yeah. like, don't say something completely ridiculous live in front of this stream that's controlled by a certain company. Yeah, <laughs> especially because the yeah Blizzard like to control its own esports stuff, right? So it's it's being broadcast by Blizzard effectively. So they're like, whoa, whoa hang on, we're going to get in trouble for something on our channel. Um, couple this with the fact 
that Activision Blizzard are 10% owned by Tencent, a Chinese company. I mean, that's not that important, but what's more important is they want to make a shit ton of money out of China. In China, yeah. Particularly as Diablo Mobile is practically China's targeted. Yeah, and... Well, let's let's not be honest. Let's be honest here. The Chinese government are heavy-handed when it comes to anything that potentially targets them or puts them in a bad light. They just drop the ban hammer and be like, well, fine, you're not in our, you can't be in our country. You can't do this. Um, and so their response and their reaction and, uh, yeah, and all of this feels like a statement of support for the Chinese government to many. Which, given the current climate, is probably a terrible thing to be seen to be doing. And it's super awkward um, for everyone involved. Um, And it's hard to know what the right thing was to do, whether to leave him alone and just say that was his views. Like Mm. The the views expressed by the contestants do not necessarily uh, represent Blizzard as a company and all that. That is the standard response, isn't it? Yeah. It's like... Don't necessarily have to do any actual punishment. You just have to distance yourself from the statement, and that's enough, that's enough usually. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> like, yeah, just like uh, it's odd, basically. Yeah, it's, it's put a, and it's, it's had quite the reaction online with mm. lots of boycotting. They apparently <laughs> so here's the there's there's a follow up situation where basically a load of people started de- deleting their um, Blizzard accounts. Right. Um, uh, and then it appeared that people could no longer delete their Blizzard accounts. Um, so that was initially seen as, oh, deliberate. hey, like Blizzard, Blizzard have deliberately stopped you from being able to do this for a while. Yeah. Um, when in actual fact, it, it, uh, apparently, like it, it's, it's come out that it's like, no, 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 the servers we they use for actually handling account deletion, it's not something they do that much. So there isn't much bandwidth associated to that right. process. So the servers collapsed. <laughs> Couldn't handle the load of people. Couldn't to handle delete. the load of deletions. Yeah. Mm. It's I mean, like, but still, yeah. that's a representation, I suppose, of the number of people that are actually like outraged by this, and the number of, uh, you know, and what it means, I suppose, to the Blizzard fan base. It's so weird, I mean, isn't it? And Activision Blizzard is this huge company now. It's not mm. like Blizzard's like a small developer. It's like a huge. No, it's deal. one of the. It's one of the richest publishers in the world. It's uh... exactly, and they've been like so. They've been trying to make money in China ever since. Like, what do you think Mists of Pandaria was all about? With all those pandas. <laughs> I mean, like, it's <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like a symptom of a larger thing. Like, there's been this. Um, you've seen? The, I haven't seen it yet, but there's a, a new South Park about it, right? Where it's like American companies, right, yeah, big ones, are like kowtowing to Chinese censorship basically in order to yeah. make uh, make money in China. But it's such a massive because, market. This is what literally happened with like the NBA. Because it's yeah, oh yeah, yeah, the NBA thing. Like that's come up so much as a result of this. Because well, but in and in fairness, didn't the NBA turn in, like instead of supporting effectively going along with it, the NBA turned around and were like, no, with the NBA, with the NBA, we believe in free speech. I don't think is, they did. <laughs> Really? No, I thought that was where it, where it ended. They, they like that was the start. Or maybe the NBA, NBA did. Like the specific teams in question, I don't think have changed their stance. Okay. <laughs> Last I heard, anyway. Who knows what, what? Who knows what the NBA has been saying? That's not really our area of this news. No, I, I can't remember how, <laughs> what the what the story was for that. I, they, it was a like a ma- like a manager of a team made a tweet about Hong Kong 
which was not anything to do with the Hearthstone thing. It was just coincidentally timed. Right. But he made this tweet and then the NBA, like, China started being like, we're, we're going to kick ban out the, the NBA, NBA from China yeah. if you keep doing this. And then various people were like, retract that statement or don't retract that statement or through other parts of the NBA. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought I heard that the NBA actually were all like, hey, this is this is just how we do things in America. Like, we're sticking to that. Okay. People would like it if they said that. Mm. It's going to happen with so many big companies and entertainment, like because China's just such a big market. It's like it's interesting oh, it's, how it's, like it's seen as too big. Like it's it's not because it's the biggest market on the planet. It's because it's a big market and it's a growth market in almost every market. sector. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that's why pretty much up to this point, you just keep the China part of your business separate from everywhere else. Don't well, you? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's kind of that, that's, that's been the solution to this problem up to now. Exactly. That's why yeah. things like Call of Duty mobile and stuff previously st- or that wasn't no the free not call of duty mobile like the why the free call of duty the free yeah. play one was launched and only launched in china and there's the there was a, that free halo at one point yeah that was like a china specific thing because the free to play model there is king yeah and it's uh well why back in the day you used to play all those korean rpgs right because like in korea like the weird free-to-play rpgs are king not quite the same it's not, it's, not, it's not quite that anymore but no or even yeah even then maybe but yeah i know what you mean it's it's like the, those games were targeted at the market you know the korean rpgs so it's like there was a whole game for them but they're like these are like adaptations of other things like the, the rainbow six siege is the current um famous one where they were going to get rid of any elements of gambling or mm. hints of gambling uh, from the game in order to appease the Chinese market. So they were like one-armed bandit machines and things on some levels. And they were like, well, we're going to take these out because otherwise we can't operate in China. Um, to which the community were like, whoa, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a bit of a weird one in a way because it's just like, oh, hey, this is just set dressing for a does any really anyone really care about the set dressing well, in, in not a competitive like shooter game? You know? But surely it's, the idea of that was it wouldn't have made any difference to those people who were complaining about it anyway. No, exactly. <laughs> it, it really doesn't make a huge amount of difference. But they they did kick up a fuss, and and Ubisoft did listen, and they were like, "Well, no, that's fine. Okay, we we'll, we will do the run a whole separate version in China thing then." Um, no. So they were implying that the patch was going to affect everyone. It was going to be a global patch, yeah. And then they sort of reverted on that and were like, no, it's fine. We'll run a separate. I mean, we'll run a China it, branch. You think of that kind of situation and like thinking about Rainbow Six specifically, I mean, it's a hitbox. You just need to invent something else that fits in the same hitbox, right? Sure. <laughs> just have the model change depending on whether you're in China or not. But, but it's the concept of censorship affecting people where that subject isn't censored that is. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's, you would have a, to censor it then. If it's a different model that only appears in the Chinese version, but it's the exact same hitbox, so the gameplay oh, is not yeah, and, I, and I'm pretty sure that's what they did, right? Like in the end, but it's but like, that's not actually but the censorship is affecting the people who are complaining about it in that situation. Then. But it was going to, it was going to be global because I don't think Ubisoft wanted to run this multi-branched bit of software. They wanted it to be a global bit of software, and you know, as a developer, I can understand that perspective. Hell, you want to keep your branches down; it's a pain in the ass. Sure, well, um, it seems like if it's only a model change, that would be one of the easiest ones to keep track of. It's not like a code change. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be an asset change. Yeah. Right? It'll be a not the right term, but an asset flip. <laughs> um, but it's not like. 
several other games haven't released completely separate Chinese versions before. No, 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 no. But uh, yeah, that definitely does exist. But I can see why you'd want to avoid it if you could. But now, um, but now we're in a situation where I guess, like, I don't know if it if it is because of some kind of like lessening restrictions in China or just like people are just trying to force it. But like now you're getting the situation where like I guess more stuff is trying to get into China faster. And it's like, we can't be bothered with all this fucking around to make it suitable for China. We just want to bring our thing to China. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so now so you're going to make, run into this a lot more. So let's make the thing China happy in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> that Diablo Mobile game will probably not have gambling in it. <laughs> Whatever that would mean for Diablo. I don't, yeah, who knows? So this particular know. Blizzard thing does seem to be like, like they screwed up a bit by like doing it really indelicately or whatever but mm. it's definitely part of a broader trend right i mean things yeah. are things are not going getting better <laughs> with regards to china it seems to be getting worse and you see these hong kong protests they're not going exactly, away yeah the uh i don't know quite how you what the word i'm looking for is but let's 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 use well the people's opinion of the people of hong kong versus that of business are at odds right now and mm. it's yeah. Um, um, and it's cause starting to cause rifts around for the rest of us. <laughs> Apparently, like um, I can't remember the obviously off the top of my head the statistics because I don't have memory for that sort of thing. But I think one of the reasons why Hong Kong was left alone in like no, when it became a special administrative region when it was taken over from Britain in like nineteen ninety seven, mm. I think at the time. They left it alone partially because it was like worth like one fifth of the Chinese economy because it was such a incredibly important, you know, economic right. center in the world. Sure. But now it's like one, I don't know, one fortieth or something. <laughs> like something drastic has happened in the in the well, past twenty yeah, years. The, the manufacturing and the tech yeah. industry of China has kind of exploded elsewhere. Yeah, so it's Tenzin, like right. Yeah, it's Shenzhen. Well, Shenzhen is just is just across the bay, isn't it? From is Shenzhen yeah, the one that's in in the same area? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, uh, that's what I mean is it's like a twin city to Hong Kong and Guangzhou. Uh, oh uh, yeah, and Macau. Macau's a special administrative region, isn't it? As well, that's across. There. Anyway, I get confused with Macau, but uh, mm. but yeah, um, I think it's not as important to the Chinese economy as it was by any long shot. So they're much more bolshy about controlling it again. Bolshy. Yeah. That's one maybe bringing it the line. Yeah, bold, forceful, intentful. That's forgiving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Taiwan weird... number one. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's a weird situation, and it's like the the frustrating part is it's created a little bit of a doorway for, as other publishers tend to do, tend to do on occasion, for them to. Well, let me reword that entire sentence. That was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's opened up a bit of a door for other publishers to try and cash in on the misfortune of others um, by sort of saying, "Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we wouldn't do this." And it's kind of like a like a not, not, like a non-statement kind of thing because it's like, well, it hasn't affected you yet. And it's like it's weird to see to hear come, especially Riot. Yeah. Riot said this as well, and Riot aren't exactly in. A great position in terms of their like worker culture and things like that. They, you know, they're in the news for bad reasons, relatively re- frequently, and 
they just come up, yeah, we wouldn't do that. Like, it's like saying, yeah, okay, well, this just sounds like you being shady again. <laughs> like, and, and, and doing it because it's a PR move, not because that's an actual belief of yours. It's all it's, PR moves. Uh, no, of course it is. But it's like. I think it's kind of know. going away from the gaming, but just the China thing in general. Like, um, the fact that Google, like one of the biggest, the, the, the biggest company in the world at the time, I think. Um, in terms of stock market valuation, like obviously that was a growth market for them would be China. And they did try and then they come up against all the censorship stuff. And in the end, they were like, oh, fuck it, this isn't worth it because like our core, the whole point of us is to make information freely available to everyone easily. And yeah. because they're going against it, it, sod yeah. it, we'll just give up. And I don't think they have a presence in China, really. It's Baidu or whatever, isn't it? They've got their own Google. So, they, so Google is sure. just not in China, which is pretty cool if you think about it. In the same way, Facebook and Twitter aren't huge in China, are they? No. Like Weibo. And... Yeah, well, they've got their own domestic censored versions of everything. Yeah. Yeah, apparently it was, I mean, it's seriously impressive technologically. I mean, from my point of view as a programmer, how fast South Park disappeared from all platforms in china like right, after yeah. they aired that episode because the episode was called band band in china that was the name of the episode right uh, and, and after airing it yeah apparently it's just gone there's no mention of south park anywhere on the chinese internet which is pretty impressive that they can scrub it so wow. Well, I assume so it's been enough years now that there's there's it's sort of it's a bit like how GDPR should be, right? And that it's like it's yeah. in this country, and that it's so mandated, and it's been there for such a long time that like everyone's just got that system built in now. Yeah, ready to Probably. just remove yeah. all references to something. It'll be yeah, because it'll be a government requirement to be. So that's your why, system needs to support this. Yeah. That's why everyone's now trying to ingeniously. All the pissed off people are trying to make my the overwatch character the, a symbol for the hong kong protest because she's kind of okay vaguely yeah. similar yeah. in design and right. you just stick a gas mask on there so they're like let's just get overwatch banned in china by doing this and that will fuck up blizzard real good <laughs> that's kind of amazing all right <laughs> what does she look like with a gas mask on well, well she has she's like the ice character oh i see and but she looks a like fire, a protester she, type thing yeah well she, there's a firefighter skin for her so like it wouldn't be a far yeah cry from that to put the mask on yeah and she also <laughs> is i guess vaguely asian designed even though she's well, like she speaks, an chinese. she speaks chinese oh yeah she so, does actually yeah. yeah i remember but yeah so she's a chinese ice eskimo okay <sighs> i guess <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> In the world of Overwatch, who knows what the actual, yeah, the yeah, actual yeah. lore of that is? Everything's hugely twisted in Overwatch, but that's it's. it's but it's, anyway, it's, if anyone like, was going to complain about cultural appropriation, maybe people should look at Overwatch. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but she was, she, I guess, she is out of the Overwatch cast the most Chinese-looking character. <laughs> so I guess it makes the most sense. She's right. been Chinese character, yeah. so you know. And she she dresses up. She you know she has traditional wear for. Because um, they, cause um, they right, do um, the holidays, Chinese New Year, yeah. don't they, in Overwatch? So it's like she's got all the traditional garb as skins as well. <laughs> Although a lot of the characters do now, in fairness, because they kind of just Not spread sure. it about. But but she's the one that kicked it off, like it was her yeah. thing. Yeah, we'll try and get Overwatch banned in China. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I haven't played Overwatch in ages. This is making me want to play Overwatch, mm-hmm. despite the fact that it's like I. Kind of feel like I should stand against it to some degree, but yeah, don't give Blizzard your time. I mean, I'm not giving them my money at least. Well, true, I guess. If you don't buy any loot boxes, no. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to buy loot boxes. 
Isn't there Fortnite news this week? Or... Well, I mean, they've, they've just too. done another update to Fortnite. Right. It's a but, slightly more important one because they've basically started a fresh map after they new map. continuously wow. fucked up the previous map so much. And, and with, but that was kind of the point. That was the exciting thing about. Well, it. sure, and they're going to continue doing that on this new yeah. map. So it's like I don't think it's so. The, so the first map is now settled. Is that right? This is the final state. Is that what you mean? Like, no, I think it's gone. It's more like it's World, gone. It's more like World of Warcraft, where they just got rid of the whole map and just start because they fucked up that map so much at this point. I think with all their weird meteor strikes and whatnot they were just like okay now we're gonna start clean and fresh and just have a nice new map also the new map is designed for new mechanics like boats so there's more water huh weird but you know it's just a new map it's not that so they're they're not even have the option to i don't know specifically if the old map is available somewhere in some mode but it feels so weird like that fortnite has progressed so fast that there might actually be a cry for a classic Fortnite. I'm sure they'll happily bring that map back at some point. Mm. <laughs> but I'm some, sure they don't want. Kind of, I'm sure they war. don't want the new map being distracted from at this current moment. Sure, they want everyone on that map. Weird. Yeah, a bit heavy-handed. I know Apex launched its second second map, but it's like a choice or something. You know, it's. I, and I should check in with that. Really, see what's going on. I mean, there. It's not. You know, it's not unusual for a. a what a battle royale game to get a new map and then it'd be a big deal. Okay, Basically, all the other ones have done that, like PUBG and all the rest. Mm. They've all had their new maps at some point. It's just that Fortnite didn't seem like it was going to because it was constantly updating that one map. Yeah, well, that was kind of its thing. But if they're forcing everyone across, then it's still kind of its thing, yeah. I suppose. It's, it's just, basically exactly the it's same. Just, it's just a really big change. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Much as I kind of, I I don't think I'll ever properly, in, I'll ever enjoy Fortnite. The building stuff just looks baffling to me, but it's just a, it's a fascinating thing still to watch from the outside in to be just be like, what is going on now? How is this a thing? Lady Gaga doesn't know what Fortnite is, <laughs> so you know, but she's heard of it. Uh, so that's that, I suppose. I guess. Let's get positive. Let's talk about PlayStation 5. Yeah. I don't know if there's much to say about this, though. It's like, can you get positive about this much news? Well, it's officially Apart the PlayStation called, 5. Yeah, I, mean, I guess that is the positive news. It's like I mean, they they're not going to break done. that now, are they? I mean, they were threatening to do it before, I guess. Well, um, yeah. That's what, it's like the last two or maybe even three times we've been worried about whether they're going to and then they just they're just like nope stick a number on there I suppose there's still no uh, real definite like end to the consoles right oh yeah they're not going to turn around and call it the last PlayStation well and I mean the the previous generation they they tried to say that they were like this is going to be we're not going to make any new consoles we're just going to update these ones it's like no that's although that's kind of the cycle we're in now right because they're all going to be like super backwards compatible anyway they, well, just, they just need a cut-off point at some point for like um, for the games to be like, hey, this game needs more powerful hardware in order to run. Yeah, it's the only reason sense. they're not doing like a Pro Two. Really, it's just like we, like we need a PS Five because developers are kind of already targeting the Pro as the as as the platform, even though they weren't meant to. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there there there's enough reports of like uh, of I mean. It's not dr- it's not hugely bad. It's not as bad as like those new 3DS games that ran like garbage on the regular 3DS. Mm-hmm. Like like was it Dynasty? The 
Hyrule Warriors. That that's like the one supposedly that was yeah. like super bad. Um, but I can kind of see the argument. It's like, oh hey, the lesser platforms aren't the target platform, so they get the cutbacks. Um, but it's not been that bad, right? It's not been that bad. I'm still using my original Xbox, and it's like there are games that have problems here and there. But I don't honestly know if those games wouldn't have those problems elsewhere. <laughs> right. And it's um. So yeah, I can understand why they want to do another another hard cut to be like, hey, stuff's more powerful. Games target this now. Um, but everything will be back to pack. Everything, like, it's just the way it's well, just the way these are made again. Now. Yeah, we're not one hundred percent sure about that yet. I mean, from what the, so the bulk of this like story was kind of mostly focused on the controller, um, which they still haven't shown officially. Um, but it's probably but not going to be a boomerang. It's not going to be a boomerang, <laughs> and the, the uh, and and the one that the the report you know this Wired article again comes uh, is, is, describes is basically like it's a PS4 controller in look, of course, um, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that design. The PS4 controller is nice. Um, don't mind it not changing all that much, but it does in theory mean that it's got all the functionality of the old one, which makes sense for backwards compatibility. Um, but the big thing they're talking about changing is taking out rumble to replace it with haptic motors or some kind of haptic feedback system. And that seems to be a multifaceted thing from changing trigger resistances to potentially changing stick feedback uh, and response times and some other language that seems a little hard to comprehend at times. But, you know, the resistance and the triggers thing seems like a fairly nice or, you know, a fairly that's something you can understand, right? That it gets can get stronger, and yeah. Weaker. Um, that's kind of a cool idea. It's just trying to think is it too, you know, is it a gimmick? Like, is it one of those I mean, things... it totally is, right? Because yeah. that's that's the thing with all of this. It's like, uh, uh, We're trying to innovate, but like, yeah, like how much does the controller really make a difference? How much does it sell the system? It doesn't really, unless you're the Wii. It's, uh, <laughs> Like the thing that's going to sell the system is like, oh hey, look what it can do! Like, look, look, look at what you're going to be playing. Look at the games. Mm-hmm. Look at the look at how how pretty this looks. Um, talk, talking just about, oh hey, we made the controller a little nicer in your hands. It's not what sells systems, and it's like so. This in yeah. in some ways, it's like I think this approach to just talk about it subtly in an article and then perhaps leaving them space to just focus on games later. Well, I don't have, think they were really ready to talk about it at all, is the main thing. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, like it's, some it's, leaks happened, and then no, they were like, a, oh, we got to say something. No, it's a perfectly planned Wired article. The leaks that have happened have been like patents, and like and that weird... Have you seen that weird V-shaped console pattern that came out or something? Well, I saw a version... I don't know if it was a render or whatever, but the a design of the PS5 that was like U-shaped. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, with the weird sort of like gully mm, down the middle. Yeah. And it's like, and yeah, basically it came from a patent document or something and then someone rendered it like as they do these days. As they it's do. Like they, take, they take that and be like, oh, let's conceptualize what this actually looks like. I'm um, sure like, it won't be that. It will be a black box. Come I mean, on. You can have a U-shape in the black box. That would be fine. Ugh. I mean, I that mean, might be better for, like, that... cooling or whatever, if it's got, like, a U-shaped, like, more vents. Oh, what, you reckon? It'll a just, higher surface it'll, area it'll of vents. Spit out into the middle or something. Or mm. suck it into the middle, maybe. Weird, yeah. That's a reason that I could think of for it to be a weird shape. Well, I hope these first-gen PS5s don't sound like jet engines, because that was a real problem for early PS4s. 
whereas Microsoft went so hard and cooling <laughs> this gen. Mm, yeah. But, you know, all their Xboxes are pretty quiet. I don't think weird shapes in it. I like. I I think you always want to start putting weird shapes in for more specific purposes again. Like, fuck it, just like make the make the PSVR part of the system and just have it like dock into the top of the box. Oh wow! <laughs> okay, that'd be kind of inconvenient for keeping the box like in a nice uh, entertainment system for those. Oh, that no, don't you've, have got, PSVR. you've got like a double height of your PS4 that you could still fit like a, a VR headset on top of it. Where well, might just about it might just fit in, in my setup right now, but like those the, the the bands over the top of the PS4 headsets and things like that might get in the way. Like yeah, the, they're, the they're solid, not like yeah. flexible. The halo of the set might be a problem. Yeah. Um, but I don't unless it's like a controller dock built sure, in. Sure. Or just like, or not even necessarily a dock. It could be like a, a wireless, like, um, oh, inductive like a, like pad. A, like a QI just, you pad just put something. your controller there and it inductively charges it. Also, what is that tech? Was it? Is it, Q, is it QI charging or is it Qi charging? I couldn't quite. <laughs> You know, there's a, there's a certain there's that there's that name for that wireless. Yeah, is it chi? I think it might be chi. Yeah, chi charge, kai charge. But yeah, it doesn't matter what the box looks like again. As always, that's the thing. Everyone mm. worries about what the box is going to look at look like, and up to this point, they have all just been black boxes. Yeah, <laughs> so it hasn't mattered. I mean, even if it was weird, I don't think it would matter that much. I mean, the the design of this generation of consoles hasn't exactly been uh, epic, has it? It's not been particularly. They're not been particular lookers. Yeah, but no, no one wanted that though, right? Well, no, but then everyone complained about the Xbox when it came out. But it's a big black slab, and it's like, look, the PS4 Pro is not that much different from the original Xbox. It's a big black slab. They only complained about it because they wanted they wanted the dumb curve of the Wii of the 360. Oh right, yeah, they, they wanted the inhale. But... Yep, <laughs> and they wanted it to stand vertically. Well, it can, can't it? Or maybe the original can't. I don't know. I don't know. I think it has vents on both ends, doesn't it? Yeah, it might. <laughs> but then that X is so sleek. It's so tiny. <laughs> the X is a nice looking concept. Has to be so. Wait, even though it is another black slab, it's mm. a smaller black slab. <laughs> Does everyone want everything to look like, I don't know, colourful? Wii U's or whatever with their or Wii's with their neon blue disc trays or uh, I, I don't know bring back face plates you can put bring whatever the fuck you want plate. on there yeah we're back in the age of the Nokia 3210 again <laughs> everybody have face plates yeah, everyone wants that wood teak right <laughs> Atari 2600 <laughs> yeah what do you mean just go, go all out and just have it so every panel can be replaced well, sure. I mean, like, but then they won't be able to sell skinned versions of the consoles. Yeah, like, but the, the panels are the skins. Consoles. You sell those, or you buy the skinned limited edition console and then just sell the skin for mega bucks on eBay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, or you just sell the skin separately for more than a regular faceplate. For, mm. Like if you want that, if you want the Death Stranding PS4, but it's actually just faceplates, but it still costs as much as <laughs> like way more than the regular faceplates would. Sure. <laughs> Yeah. Then you have to buy some boring ass face plates for your spare PS4 <laughs> or PS5. 
All this means is that we're getting near that time. New console time, boys. Is yeah. It, is that the end of the next E3, do you think? Or is it one more after that? I think we're going to hear about the consoles before E3. Well, I, I, I mean, I, if that, I, in Sony's case, they might not be going to E3 anyway. So that, yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Sony probably aren't going to go to E3. And I reckon we're looking at March, April, March to Easter kind of range. Well, Easter is in March generally, but you know, that sort of Easter-ish um, timing for the announcements, like the Microsoft blowout and stuff like that. My gut feeling. I think that's when it's going to happen. When the hype train is going to start. So when are they going to? Do you think it's going to be after the main Sony, the last of the main Sony releases, right? <laughs> but it's going to be after everything that got delayed comes out in March. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like this is this is enough of a win. This, this is the point where it's like, hey, we haven't got anything else coming except for a whole mm. new console. Do you think they'll no, start? I feel like comparing people who... ray tracing pipelines or something i mean well yeah rtx did, on <laughs> this this did come out of the um the, this was in that wide article as well right. there is hardware ray tracing support of some kind right right in the PS5. and like because because it was the question right, before yeah the ssd is the is the and the, the pipeline streaming. for the ssd is a big deal for this mm. gen um and that's on both machines because microsoft has sort of come out and said within in the little bits of information we've we've had about scarlet that um that you know it's going to have a a, a a ridiculous hard drive pipeline mm. of its own yeah uh yeah so that they'll be fighting on that front um but yeah they, they had mentioned on the playstation side that there was some form of ray tracing in there um but it, the question remained whether it was hardware or some kind of software driven thing um uh but no this is confirmation that the Whatever AMD chipset they're putting into this thing is going to be hardware ray tracing capable. Because hmm. they were talking, was it Sony that were talking about it for sound, like sound ray tracing to simulate proper reverb and things yeah, like maybe. that? Which, which to me is almost cooler <laughs> in some respects. I want to know, I want to hear what that sounds like. Yeah. What when that sort of something bounces off the walls and yeah and it, it's dependent on the on the shape of the room and things like that yeah yeah that would be cool not as universally like n- not as good to universally transmit to the player because that depends on your sound setup and like a tv is a tv mm. it just transmits light to your eyes whereas sound setups are much more varied in yeah general. i suppose you're right not there aren't many I mean, how many people do you really know that actually have full-on surround sound setups? Yeah, right? they're, yeah. they're like, they're, most people have a, have just the TV, right? They don't bother attaching any kind of um, external sound system to it. The ones mm. that are a little bit interesting get a sound bar these days. Yeah. Um, which, uh, in fairness, some of them are all right, as Dan has attested to. Yeah, um, my one I really are, like. Some yeah. of them are not. <laughs> um. Yeah, or you go the one step further, which and then get a full-on surround setup. Um, but still, it's like, yeah, that, that's the minority. The minority of people are going to have the full-on surround setup. And it's like, yeah, do do you use your ray tracing for sound? Probably not. You're going to prefer visuals because everyone can see. Yeah. Unless you're making a uh, game specifically for those that can't see. <laughs> not everyone can see, although not everyone can see. 
It's coming. And it. the gauntlet is thrown for the naming of the next Xbox because it has to be a stupid name. <laughs> it kind of does, Apparently. doesn't it? It's like, and I, I reckon they might pull an apple and just call it the Xbox. The Xbox. But then we it. say that last time, though. And then, and then, and then it will just be like. But then I think they they need the same sort of cut point, don't they? For the for like, hey, this game's not going to run on the old Xboxes. It's going to be the fucking Xbox Two at this point. No, it's not going to be two. <laughs> Because one was a stupid conceptual name anyway. <laughs> That's not going to stop them. 361. <laughs> Combine the two. It's, the, it's like it's the Winamp thing, right? Where they took Winamp 2 and Winamp 3 and thought, we'll take the best of both of these and we'll make Winamp 5. <laughs> we'll take the Xbox One, we'll take the Xbox 360, we'll combine the two best things about them, and we'll create the Xbox 361. X. <laughs> Xbox 361 X. I've actually forgotten what came after Battlefield One, as in five. Five. <laughs> okay, there you go. Xbox Five. Well, no, it'd be Xbox Three Sixty Five. We'll go back to the uh, year. Yeah. Oh, that that whole idea five. that people were saying oh. about the Three Sixty. Xbox Twenty Four Seven. Yeah, exactly. Xbox, Xbox Kmart. Oh. Xbox McDonald's. We're here for you. Eat fresh. No, wait, that's somewhere. There's <laughs> <laughs> like three different brands that you just mashed together. I'll do. Eat fresh. And, uh, well, that's it for news, is it not? Well, yeah. Pokemon has been ramping up because the release is coming. And, What's you know, going on? Still pissed. <laughs> they did a very weird which like popped up on my youtube they did a very weird 24 hour stream of nothing it's literally a well it's not a, i wouldn't say it's a static shot but it's a like was it was it just surface standing there dancing might as well well not even that cool it was like not, not a static shot but more like a several second loop of a forest scene and that was mostly what was up for 24 hours. But then occasionally, just like a random Pokemon would appear. And you'd be like, oh, it's it's, it's maybe an old one. And then occasionally a new one. And it was just like, oh, we've, we've learned about Galarian form Ponyta. And it's like, wow, okay. You could have done that in not 24 hours of goddamn pointless footage. <laughs> they wanted to do the same thing that, like, what was it, Fallout 76 did? Where they had their 24-hour stream or something where random members of staff would wander by and do yeah, stuff to the that stream. that was maybe slightly more... That was almost ARG esque. Oh whereas this was just like this was totally really pointless prepared. bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> twenty four hours of nothing, and also because it was YouTube, it's just like you just drag, move your mouse along the scrub bar and look at the thumbnail and find out when anything happened. <laughs> oh, right, <yeah. laughs> like, don't worry about it being because even live it will still do that. I don't mean if it was archived afterwards, you could do that. Even on a live stream, you can still see the thumbnails on YouTube. Huh. So I just cool. lo- I looked in, and it was like it already been going on for like three hours. And I was like, did anything happen? Not really. Well, I suppose the thumbnail you might if it was a, a fleeting glimpse, you might have missed. Yeah, it. the longer the stream got, the less likely you were be able to see the <laughs> see it by scrubbing. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, that was very uninteresting. <laughs> Which you know, maybe that tells you something about the games. So I don't know. Um, and they've the most recent news is they've just done another video of like here's some new Gigantamax forms of various Pokemon, which are 
And what's mainly pissing everyone off about Forms, this? What, don't they just get big? No, the Gigantamax is different from Dynamax, remember? The Gigantamax is the oh, one where they look different as well. Right. Yes. Okay. But in Dynamax. That, that's been pissing everyone off because the ones that they showed are all like Generation 1 Pokemon. So it's okay. like, where are all the new ones? <laughs> Show mm. us something new. It's goddamn Charizard again. Gets another form. Mm. He has a lot now. Yes, because he already had Mega Revolutions as well. Mm. And Zed moves and all that other crap. Which they've got rid of now. Oh, well, they're, they're, it's okay, so there is no Z moves at all now. They're getting rid of all everything that's not Dynamax. So there's right. no, no Mega Revolutions, no Z moves, no uh, Giga... No, there was another one. I forget what the other, the third other type of evolution they had before this was. Sleeping. But the new ones that they revealed are... <laughs> it's like somewhere in the Pokemon company, someone likes memes, I guess. Because oh, you've got you've got fat Pikachu, which is basically a take on like <laughs> okay. the original Pikachu sprite from like Red and Blue, where it was all chubby. Right. Yeah. So Gigantamax Pikachu is just fat Pikachu. That's kind of funny. And Gigantamax Meowth is just long cat. Oh, he just wow, gets really, really long. It's just like what? What? <laughs> Why? Long cat versus Tacno. Yeah. It's like what? Why would you do that? Is there, is there is like a black cat like. Pokemon as well, isn't there? Like, yeah, the, the yeah. one with the curly tail. Okay, so you better get along as well. Clam- 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 uh, it's just long cap. <laughs> it's just like what? Why? Why? But now we that? can have Glamiel Tacknell. Some someone like someone that who worked at the Pokemon company was on the internet in two thousand six. <laughs> <laughs> Not even right. Long cap. Oh, I suppose it would. long cap would have predated slightly. Yeah, yeah slightly. Two thousand three, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, p- people are continuing, and apparently some people have now played it. We're getting close enough to launch that. Well, yeah, it was at EGX. Yeah, that's so, it. So people are playing it. So if, if enough events have happened that people have started playing it. And uh, yeah, people are still not that infused <laughs> in general. So, you know, apparently the tree textures are still bad. <laughs> yeah, it didn't, didn't look any different from what we've seen <laughs> yep. before. So who knows what will happen with that? It will probably do just fine. <laughs> it's a Pokemon game. It'll yeah, it will do just fine. Switches yeah. will be sold off the back of this game, whether it be bad or good. Look out for the next one. Yeah, well, that's, Pokemon Sword. That is X now that exhibition. well, well, yeah, the the third version of this one, Ultra Sword. Yeah, people have been thinking about that already, but then uh, armor. In it'll gen- be armored edition. Okay, it'll be like that. Bat- I'm pretty sure we made that. It'll be like that, that. That Batman, won't it? <laughs> but people are already saying, like, you know, the first Pokemon game on a new system is always bad. Just look at Diamond and Pearl and how it used like weird 2D sprites in the half 3D world, and it was just like a half step. So maybe the next game after this one, they'll actually do a good one on the Switch. I guess, but we're like nearly three years in- into the Switch now. It's still only their first game. Yeah. It makes me wonder if they'll they'll actually pull it together to make another Pokemon game in time. Well, I mean, they still do have to get the third version out, so... Yeah. <laughs> Pokemon Stars. That'll actually come to yeah, be. Yeah, that'll actually happen. Yeah. 
but you know that doesn't change that doesn't change the underlying thing that everyone's pissed off about how it's still pokemon and also <laughs> it's like, still pokemon and like less pokemon than previously yeah less number of pokemon right well less number of pokemon and, and just like a general feeling that this might be kind of a feature lacking game they've gone for like expanse rather than content probably mm. well i don't understand that simplification isn't always a bad thing yeah, but pokemon mm. was already simple <laughs> that's been the whole problem isn't it <laughs> Well, they have Pokemon Go for the most simple, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. But surely they don't have any, like, financial restrictions on, like, you know, making content for that, for Pokemon games. You must you, make a boat. Well, who knows? You think that, yeah. but, like, supposedly that, like, the Game Freak maybe doesn't make that much money overall, <laughs> somehow. Even though Pokemon is so big. Well, Game Freak themselves might not make the money, but maybe, like, whoever... The Pokemon company probably makes an absolute bucket load, Well, right? sure. So they have all be... their other marketing that's not games. Yeah. Right, yeah. Okay, fair enough. But, you know, Game Freak are effectively just, a like, a ridiculously contracted developer in all this, right? They're not yeah. owned by a Pokemon company, or... Or are they? Like, I don't know. Did, I don't did know. they come up with the IP for Pokemon, and or were they just a developer of Red and Blue? Red and Blue. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly what that relationship is. What's no. the relationship between Game Freak, the Pokemon company, and Nintendo? They just put their shit out on Nintendo systems, I guess. Right. So there is <laughs> no like... Nintendo stake in Pokemon, is there? I thought there was. Yeah, I think there is, but but not only on maybe on the game side. Right, like I think there's some deal there to stop them. Because here's the thing: Game Freak put out games on other platforms. Yeah, occasionally. Yeah. Tempo the Badass Elephant is a Game Freak joint. Right, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> and that's that's on Xbox and PlayStation and PC. And then you've got Pokemon games that aren't like Pokemon Go, Niantic, and whatever. Sure, I'm yeah. Yeah, that's clearly not, you know, it's Nintendo not developed thing. by Game Freak. And I'm not, yeah, I don't know if Nintendo's even mentioned in that thing. Yeah, so I wonder if there's some splitting of roles now. Well, or always has been. I don't, don't imagine it's changed too much. One day there'll be a Breath of the Pokemon, but not mm. this one. <laughs> oh yeah, and the other the thing ghastly of the Pokemon. The other thing that everyone was annoyed about is they've now very much confirmed that there's the old two game split system going on. Mm. Surfetched is only sword and Galarian Ponyta is only shield and yeah, the gyms standard. are different in both games. Oh, you, I mean, you know you're gonna get sword then. Surfetched man. Yeah, I guess. Legendary. Top tier. Bit of good stats. Probably doesn't since it's an evolution of Farfetch'd. A normal type. They always suck. <laughs> normal. I'm pretty sure it was normal. It wasn't actually flying, was it? Because it, it, right. it was always holding on to that leak. Yeah. The leak, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was normal originally. Could you fly? I don't know what it got dual typed into in the dual type age. <laughs> Maybe normal flying. flying, yeah. Any triple types? 
Oh god, don't even say that now. That would be like if we're going to make Pokemon even like add any mechanics, don't just add another fucking type on top of the two that you already have. You can have a minor type as a third type that's like not quite as impactful but has a little Yeah, but that's what the dual type system already was. Is it supposed like to be primary secondary? Are they like Well it's because if you have opposing types on the same Pokemon it it like the it like cancels out the super effective of both, but then also like negates the attack bonus you get from using that type of move or whatever. No oh, right, so they it, like, just it, become normal, sort of, sort of. or like no type types, or well, it's more like they don't get they get normal hits instead of super effective hits, mm. but not double super effective hits if you get the double weakness or whatever. Okay. <laughs> it's like it already had that stacking of the two two types actually making a difference, not oh, okay. just... Right, so, so certain attacks could be super Four effective. times effective, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Super, super, ultra effective. Right? Yes. Did they have a name for that? Or they just... No, I don't think they did. I just, think they just said just it was super effective. Super. You just had to know. Hmm. But yeah, we don't need free. That would just make the whole chart even more complicated. <laughs> and like, two... Necessarily complicated. It's crazy effective. <laughs> mechanics, not just more of the same mechanics. Make some curry. Make some curry. <laughs> some curry. I still don't like how they how that guy pronounced it. Curry. 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 Say curry. Curry. Katie Curry. Kitty Curry is off today. <laughs> but I'm still looking at a fine today. Baby Boo, Katie Curry. <laughs> oh boy. That's right. Uh, <laughs> that's the news. Well, that's um, the news apart from the bit that Rob has. <laughs> the important part of the news, I guess. Sort of, not really news, but the thing that lots of hundreds of people have been to see. Well, the, the like. What the event, would, the what you would consider real journalism for our standards. Of Rob went to a place to see things. I went to a thing. <laughs> I can now things. report back on said things. Well, on said things, right? I, I won't talk about everything I saw because uh, honestly, I don't think anything. This this is one of those EGX years where I don't think anything. But I don't. I didn't walk away feeling blown away by anything, particularly. Hmm. Like there was no like. What's going on almost, this year? There's not much going on this year. Exactly, it's a bit like it's a bit of one of those, right? It's like there's there's not there's not many heavy hitters at the show. Microsoft don't do the show anymore, so it's the second year they're not there. Um, there's still a big old PlayStation booth, but yeah, Microsoft themselves aren't there. Um, it's sort of suggested that they didn't come back because that X the XO event is supposed to be in London this year hmm. um, instead of Mexico. Where it was last year. Um, so a bit closer at home. Uh, yeah, so yeah, there wasn't really huge hits. And a lot of the stuff that was actually being shown was stuff that was already out. Like, you know, Borderlands is there. And I'm like, this is, this is guys, like, there's a huge queue for Borderlands 3. And they effectively built this weird little chapel, <laughs> which is kind of, kind of odd. And, uh, but like a bit of me is like, okay, if you really care about the game that much to stand in line for several hours to play Borderlands 3, probably could have just bought the game, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, might have been a better use of your time and money. Maybe they're so hardcore against the Epic Store, they were just like, I need some Borderlands fix, but I can't buy it on Epic. <laughs> I'll have to go to this convention and play it for like 20 minutes. <laughs> just bought a console version then. <laughs> 
as most people probably did. Uh, yeah, and yeah, D- I mean, Doom was there as well. But again, that crazy. got delayed. So that is kind of, I guess delayed, that is so kind of a nice thing. To yeah, it's see it's, this it's a bit more acceptable, but it was one of those with ridiculously long lines. Hmm. Like um, there was a point where we wandered up and they stopped us from going in the line because it would be over two hours. And we we're like, thank you for telling us. It's annoying, but thank you for telling us. Have they not advanced to the theme park levels of queues yet, whether you just have a sign that tells you how long the queue is? Um, no, not in the Doom booth. They were letting it just wrap around the booth. <laughs> so they had to throw a guy in. Um, but yeah, that queue seemed to move incredibly slowly. Um, Final Fantasy Final Fantasy VII, they actually had a, like a half-hour cut-off point. Well, sure. Worked out. So they were like, like the queue could never be longer than half an hour, which was kind of nice, actually. Um, so let's start with that. I saw that. I've played that. Okay. I've played that fight in the Mako reactor that they or Mako reactor the that, they've been, that they've been showing. Yeah. And I would say it plays exactly as it looks. Like, is there, is, 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 there was no real surprises there. It's like everything that they've shown is what you do. Like, you know, because well, they did pretty much show that whole fight. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty yeah. From, from start to end. Exactly. Yeah. You could, you, you mash square to use your sword attacks. If you, once you've got ATV, you can. Um, drop into the tactical menu and uh, do some bigger menus, do bigger attacks, do some bigger menus. <laughs> <laughs> Go into the menus and access your bigger menus. <laughs> yeah, like so you could you could do a braver if you wanted to do a braver, or when you got your limit break, you got one of those those fan- that slashy thing with the symbols. Cross slash. That's the one. I can I can never tell the difference between the slashes because there's like a triple slash in the list as well, and it's like. Um, and the bit in my head was like, oh, it's the triple slash. It's like, oh, no, 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 it's not. That's the, even though there's three attacks in cross slash, it's. I don't think triple slash was the original limit, though. And no, maybe. Well, it's not a limit. It was just one of the moves oh, you could right. do. Right. Um, yes. Cross slash is a limit. Yeah. And like Barrett had like a bullet barrage and focus shot and things like that in his list. I don't think those and were the only one that I, they showed the one, the one that I showed, that they showed in the original video and was the obviously recognizable one is Big Shot, the classic character. Right. So I think that's what Focus Shot now is or something like that. Unless, oh, but it wasn't a limit. It was just all. It well, it's the more, one where you go, more... where you, he grabs his arm and go, whoop, whoop, and then yeah. like the ball comes out. <laughs> You've seen it many times in our Final Fantasy VII playthrough. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but yeah, Focus Shot, I think it was a weaker version of that then. And then. Cause we didn't really. Cause I didn't get the Barrett limit. So I didn't see if sure. that's what it was. Because we didn't really, I guess, if you've talked about our five fantasy playthrough, we didn't get very many of Barrett's limit breaks, really. No, not really. <laughs> a little disappointing. Okay, we whistle stop that game, really. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it, it was. It was. It was cool. It looked generally okay. So I was sat about a foot away from a massive screen, <laughs> right? Like a massive, too big a screen. Right. So I'm having. I'm literally. I'm turning my head to see menus. It was. It was a bit. It was a bit ridiculous. But up that close. You could you could scrutinize it. Yeah. Um, so I, I that close to the screen looked a little bit grimy. <laughs> <I'll be saying. laughs> hmm. Like I think there was like it was running at thirty frames as as we expect again, but uh, there was some ugly dithering going on and some ugly. I think it's a temporal anti-aliasing technique that wasn't quite as sharp as you'd expect. Like it wasn't quite as nice as the stuff used in, um, like Red Dead Redemption, for example. Um, it looks I couldn't work out but it's like some signs of maybe there was some checkerboard rendering going on or it could have been the TV doing some sort of smoothing elsewhere on the picture but mm-hmm. like not around areas of detail like it looked a little bit like encoding or something like that it was hard to t- tell exactly what was going on 
Um, they didn't have the motions moving on, thank heavens. <laughs> um, you know, Sony knows how to set up a booth generally um, for their own stuff. And so it was, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that close to the screen looked a bit grimy. But that said, like, you know, if I, if I was to stand away from the screen, like when I was in the queue and things like that, it's a really nice looking game. Like the character, you know, everything ran fairly, it's super polished, like, in that there was no hitching, there's no, like, glitches, there was no, um, like, there wasn't really a hair out of place on Cloud's head, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> it was pretty spiky. Yeah. <laughs> It did look real nice, and you know the way it like cut between moments of like gameplay and then cutting into a cutscene, cut, cut to a cutscene, was 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 nicely done. Um, the only thing, the only sort of real like downer to the whole experience was like like the fights. Like there were a couple of like encounters leading up to that fight where I'm just fighting a couple of guards and those weird plant-looking mono drive things. Yeah, and I don't think those were quite as neat. Well, obviously, because it's not a boss fight. Oh, yeah. but, but it was just the, the, the way that that mechanically felt. Like, the camera struggled a little bit with that walkway and things like that. And, it, like, targeting was interesting. Like, okay, which enemy I wanted to actually fight proved a little bit problematic at times. Mm. Um, so I guess it's the same sort of issue they sort of had with Final Fantasy XV. Um, but all in all, I came away thinking, yes. I, ha- I have faith in this product. I think it will turn out nice. The Sweet. voice acting was over the top and mad, as we've seen from that stuff as well. You know, you can go watch the trailer and see what Barrett sounds like. It's like it's kind of entertaining in a dumb sort of way. Uh, I think it'll be good. It was running on a very hot PlayStation Pro. I can tell you that because the the Pro was just like sellotaped to the front of this stand, basically. Okay. And as I was like putting my bag down, my hand went near the like near it, and it's just like, oh, this thing is toasty. So they've been running all day. When, <laughs> when's it going to be out? Uh, March. Yep. Oh, with everything shit. else. Oh blimey! It's, Everything's yeah, coming out in March. What's coming? Everything out? is coming out in March. Fucking Animal Crossing. <laughs> Animal Crossing. You've got a Doom Eternal now. Doom. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that's slip, la- yeah. last. Last of Us is February, so it's sort of in that window. Hmm. Um, something else coming out in April. I can't remember off the top of my head. Like uh, another big hitter. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a busy start to next year. Um, yes, yeah, so that was kind of the only real like super heavy hitter that I played there. I was going on a bit of an indie run because it's just the best way to spend your time. Like I like I don't I don't enjoy standing around in queues to see the big titles because there's an element of I know what to expect from the big titles, right? Mm. You kind of know what you're getting into. I reckon Doom Eternal is gonna play a hell of a lot like Doom. <laughs> Fan, fancy that. Um so I'm not too fussed about not seeing it. Um although it sounded like a decent demo. Um Kippers did drag us to go play uh, Legends of Rune Terror, which is a <laughs> that sounds like three different games. Yeah, it's a terribly titled game. Like it's it's, it's an awful name. It's like it's RuneScape, it's Terror and <laughs> and League of Legends. <laughs> League of Legends, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's basically League of Legends Hearthstone. Sure, right? It's their it's their card game. Because Le- 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 um, League of Legends developers have just announced that they're going to make a shit ton of other games suddenly. Yeah, they're like, we're done just making this one game. It's a League of Legends fighting game, isn't yep. it? That actually could be really interesting. Maybe. Um, because well, of the character variety, man. Sure. It's like that's gonna that's gonna be it, that's gonna be fascinating to see how they turn some of those mechanics into fighting mechanics. Um, 
Uh, yeah, this. I mean, it's it's one of those. Honestly, it's it's a half stone through and through. Yeah. But they have got some twists on the formula. Like I kind of like how they. Um, so instead of how, like the way that like a normal card game, I suppose, structures their turns, where it's like when it's your turn, you do all your actions, you declare your attackers, da da da, resolve. Then another phase afterwards, like maybe like magic, something like that. It's like they actually have this sort of back and forth mechanic where each they call them rounds instead of turns but but there's like a round is a bigger segment and then within that you have turns um so there's a back and forth in the turns like between which players can do actions but the person that is allowed to declare an attack changes if every round so you it's like i can play an action then you can play an action then i can play an action but it's my round to attack so at any point i can change that flow and be like okay no more actions this is the attack phase for this mm. round, and then it goes into a very Hearthstone or Magic style attack and block situation, um, and then once that's done, it goes back to the back and forth if you want, if you've got mana remaining, um, and then you can end a round and carry on. So it's got a, a, a slight twist on the normal turn system, which is which is kind of interesting because it means both players can play creatures, or you know summon things or play spells and things like that. The only difference is that attack phase. So it's like like both players get the chance to gear up for the block or you know or or for, or for the attack phase. It's like this phase I'm going to have to prepare to be defensive or this phase I'm going to have to prepare to be attacking. And it means it's kind of interesting. It's a different way to play your cards. Um uh, and they're also very upfront about like they have this concept of of spell speed. Um well, they have slows, fasts, and bursts, uh, which is kind of an, a, a nice way of breaking down and explaining the concepts of like instants and things from Magic, right? Where it's, so it's that their, their idea is that bursts can be played at any time, in any condition, and it's just yeah. like, and their effect is immediate. Um, fasts can't be played, I think, during attacks or something like that, but they can be. Uh, but that, but uh, and but fasts create like a resolving queue, which you can see on screen, right? So it's like this thing will happen, then this thing will happen, then this thing will happen. Um, uh, and slows, uh, I think, can only can only happen out of combat, and can only yeah, there's there's restrictions to them basically about when they can be played and things like that, and how they resolve. And it's it, it, but and it's quite good at explaining all that. I've done a terrible job of it, but their tutorials are actually really good at explaining right. how all that stuff actually links together, and it's quite easy to follow. Um, so I think they've done a really damn good job there at creating a, a rule set that makes sense. It's not too different from other games, but it's very well explained and very upfront about how it is. And there's even this, this thing that you can do where you can preview what's going to happen. Like so, if I played my card and everything stayed as it is, like here's how it will turn out, like uh, which is which is really neat. It means you get like it's a way of understanding. <laughs> it means you don't have to just do math in your head all the time. Yeah, and or hope for the best. It's like, well, I hope the game processes this in the order I think it will. Yeah, because you can just go, oh no, it's going to do this, and uh, I think that's cool. I think it's. I'm I'm not going to play it because it's a freaking card game, and I'm. Mm. Really and it's it. also League of Legends branded, which you doubly don't care about. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think it's like it's 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 a, it's a neat it's a neat take on that genre. But like I think it I think it deserves to exist probably more than Artifact does. You know, yeah. Like, uh... Not that Artifact really exists anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess not. Um, 
I have played a couple of the mini games from Marion Sonic at the Olympic Games. Mm-hmm. Are they good enough that you think it might be a whole package? So annoyingly, the games that they were showing, I don't think were the ones that actually ha- uh, have the depth that I'm interested in. You did like sprinting where you just matter about Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, they had this one that like, uh, one, we tried one of the 16-bit events or the, like, the old school events, yeah. like, which was uh, the marathon mode, which is actually kind of fun because it's like a 2D uh, it's, it's like a 2D left or right when you're only really worried about moving up and down for positioning when you press A to burn stamina to gain more speed. But there's like it's quite a long race, hence the name marathon, I suppose. Mm. But you're using other mechanics around. Like there are drink stations that you probably want to pay attention to, which slow you down in the instant, but will build up your stamina bar quite a bit. Or there are maybe groups of other runners that are creating like windbreaks for you to hide behind to like regain a bit of stamina whilst maintaining speed and things like that. So it becomes actually kind of like a like a strategy race more than a straight masher. And it's like, well, oh, this is kind of okay, actually. Mm. Surprisingly all right. Although Peach doesn't really animate her legs, and they use and well, a lot of those animations are like very non-animated. Yeah, it's like Mario One Peach, yeah. like the one you find in the castle. So it's like she doesn't really animate; she's just gliding about. And they use her as the like example video or the example screenshots, and it's quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, whereas you know you get Mega Drive Sonic, which is a bit odd. Well, yeah, <laughs> the comparison between them. Ancient Mario sprites, yeah, I mean, not quite so ancient Sonic sprites. It's, it's, it's NES sprites versus Mega Drive sprites, which yeah. is slightly strange. Um, but hey, I guess they were, I guess they're targeting, what is it, the 19, is it 23, 20 something? Like, 63. 63, right, yeah. So the last like, Tokyo Olympics, basically. So I guess they were trying to use the oldest quote unquote sprites, maybe. Yes. Um, maybe that's a lesson or something. Well, it's just like, if you're going to use the older sprites, you have to use the older sprites, but like, yeah, not you don't match them necessarily to the Sonic age, right? Yeah, ninety one. Um. Also, and then yeah, so yeah, the kind of oh, we did the archery, which is almost exactly what you expect using joy cons to shoot bullets. <laughs> that's not what I'd expect out of archery actually <laughs> shoot arrows um, it had like wind mechanics and like yeah. if you scored two bullseyes in a row then you'd score a double point shot as the third one that was its little twist yeah that's not, that's not how it works in the Olympics the, I'm the, pretty su- sure. the super shot um, uh, and the hurdles which is again pretty much what you expect like you take a joy-con in each hand you jiggle them up and down in a running action but oddly they're they're motion for doing the hurdles was to punch okay so you take the right you take your right hand and punch forward and twist yeah okay um and and that was the uh, oh and hand hold the buttons at the same time there was like push the buttons and punch all at the same time to do the... kind of unnecessary then if you're already holding the button th- yeah i think so but like but i think yeah was, uh, there's there's control scheme most of the games will have uh, or the, some of the games had uh, multiple control schemes, hmm. so you could choose to play them with buttons or choose to play them with motion controls. Because and, they and, like some of them on were, the Switch Lite, <laughs> kinda, yeah. And some of them went as far as being like you can use motion controls if you ha- as if you had two Joy Cons or motion controls as if you had just one. Hmm. So they 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 thought about it, but at the very least, well, the bit I wasn't unsure, uh, I wasn't sure about. It's like this demo only really showed everything in two-player mode. Right. It's like, there, is there any four-player stuff going on here? Because some of these could be like quite easily four-player events. Right, it definitely looks um, like some of them are meant to be four-player. Yeah. Even, even in the classic sprite mode. Sure. Yeah. And if yeah. they're and if they're if they've made controls that are designed for one Joy-Con, that seems to imply Joy-Con sharing. Well, yeah, but you only get but two with yeah, a console, yeah, so I guess. Like, yeah. 
Um, it seemed fine, is what I mean. Like, I didn't get to see like what how the rugby worked, which is like the most interesting thing to me. Because that would take far too long. Yeah, the demo did have skateboarding mode, and it did have. Um, I think judo might have been an option, uh, but Kips and Jam didn't want to play. So, like, like why? Yeah. You or, missed the opportunity we... to see the interesting thing. Yeah, I know. But a bit, a bit, of, a bit of the old track and field appeal was coming out. You know, a little bit to be like, is this one of those? Oh, it's totally one of those. Hmm. Long jump. We did long jump in retro colors, right? In, re- in retro style, and it's exactly as you'd expect. Mash button A to gain speed. Push B to set angle. Release B to jump at angle. Job done. Pro concept. Pro concept. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I wonder if I can file a complaint. <laughs> uh, uh, staying on the athletic. Tip, y'all. I played Ring Fit Adventure, yeah. the first two levels of its adventure mode. Right. Um, it had the desired effect of making me a very sweaty person. You know, convention center. In the convention which center, which probably wasn't that hard. Oh, I, re- I really feel bad for those people that are having to man that store. Man, mm. the type. Of, it, there must have been some real. I mean, I'm not the best for sweat in general. I sweat a lot, and uh, yeah, there must have been. There must have been some people that had it way worse than I did. Did you manage to discern? Whether the ring contains electronics or not? No, oh, damn it! I couldn't couldn't quite tell because um, it's sort of enclosed around the edges of the con, so I couldn't really see what it, or feel much going on. Um, did you get to do the heart rate thing? No, they weren't. Sh- they, were, they weren't showing that supposedly, and, but they did give a reason. They were like, okay, at this point, the game would normally ask if you want to take your heart rate to that, like after after you've done a level, basically. But you're like, okay, now now take your heart rate, and it will put a prompt on screen saying, "Do you want to do this?" Um, but they weren't doing it at the show because apparently in those conditions there was actually quite a lot of interference going on. And I'm like, but I'm putting my thumb on the sensor to do this, right? That's how that works. You just mash your thumb on the IR sensor and mm. it tries to do something. Why would there be interference if I'm like cutting off everything around it with my thumb? Well, unless it's interference it's... from the Joy-Con back to the Switch that they didn't want messing with it. <sighs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that seemed like slightly odd, but they were like, they, I mean, surely they, 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 they at least said it's like, we're not doing it for this reason. You'd yeah. think the better reason would logically be that surely it would have to be configured per person anyway. Probably. You'd have yeah. to take a baseline of even of just your skin color, probably, for well, it to it be does, able to. Well, it does like a strength test before you begin. Hmm. Like, so when you create your profile on it, it will be like, it, will, it basically what it does is it just asks you to squeeze and pull the ring and hold it there for a while. Yeah. Um, and it will base how much you need to squeeze and pull in order to do actions during the adventure based on how much you set there. So if you did like next to nothing on it and just held it there, you could have a really easy time. Like it would be super sensitive, basically. <laughs> so like just a little squeeze to do the do the punch action. But if you really jam it in, you're going to give yourself a harder time to do the actions because it's going to expect you to push it that far. Um, which I think is a neat way of scaling the difficulty, actually. Because it's like, how hard do you want to go? Show me. Show me how hard you want to go. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going that hard. Let's do this. That's a... Yeah. Honestly, that thing works. That's, that's basically what you can really say, right? Like, you've seen what it is. You've seen that it's the run and... It's got that running Wait, bit. Like, it's got the battles. You needed to see whether it, it's... How well it actually detected the motion. Yeah. Was the thing. And it seems accurate enough, as far as I can tell. Yeah, that thing worked. 
Um, although it's interesting because it has like it does warn you. It does like the Star Fox thing, like you know, in Star Fox Zero, like it had like a button or the Splatoon thing where it had like a button dedicated to, to um, recentering the gyros. Right. Yeah. It has a thing where it's like, well, if you just point the ring down, it's actually going to recalibrate every time you do that. So when you when you hold it flat forwards, which is like how you like you can you can press it to do like a burst against the floor, and that's how you jump. Right. Yeah. Um. But every time you're pointing it down, it's actually recalibrating. But how does it know it's pointing down to recalibrate? Yeah, exactly. There's a bit of that. <laughs> unless it's somehow using the IR sensor, but that wouldn't be facing the right direction. Or it? unless it's pointing out sideways. Unless the accelerometers are okay and it's the gyro that recalibrates mm. every time you do that. Yeah, maybe. Because um, like gravity's not going to change, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that... that kind of that was all right it did it did the job um i think that's kind of it for the like mainline super big titles that i covered there there were there were other things there oh no there's well, well according to the egx list they were like them one of their mainline games is no straight roads which if you'd heard that name you'd probably go shrug <laughs> um i think it was like i, I think we've seen it before either on a Switch, uh, like a Nintendo Direct or some kind of state of play or something because it basically like tried to advertise itself as Rock versus EDM right a sort of adventure game based on that concept yeah I think I vaguely remember it and uh, I think outside of the style unfortunately that thing plays incredibly generically <laughs> like okay it was a boss fight on a giant vinyl record because of course it is yeah um, and you're playing as these two Seemingly very stupid rockheads, but with a good cause in mind to free the vinyl city from these EDM controlling bastards. Because <laughs> um, EDM's evil, apparently. Um, and the. Yeah, it was just basically you running around this disc, avoiding attacks, punching things. Like, we were like, mash square now to do punches. And eventually things would get a bit more complicated, and there were certain. And this is where, actually, in some respects, when it when it tried to do something a bit different, like it would put up a stand with like four pads on it, and then throw attacks at you in a very clearly telegraphed sequence. Only the problem was, was I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do to avoid those attacks. Like, do I jump over them, or do I move from square to square? I seem to be getting hit either way. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't quite know what I'm supposed to be doing here. Um, so I, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't really land. It didn't really land its punches. All that punching, and it didn't land anything. Um, and the music was more disco than straight up EDM. So, yeah. <laughs> it's problematic if you're branding your game in that specific way and you haven't got the music genre right. <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, well, like modern funk disco, I suppose, <laughs> but like dance disco. I don't know. I don't know what you even call that. Unless, unless, unless the. Unless it's only rock versus EDM, and like the vinyl, the vinyls are just all kinds of music. Like, all, it, it just happened to be a disco vinyl that they were fighting on. <laughs> I guess <laughs> he's specifically confronting this DJ at his own club or something. <laughs> was, yeah. Anyway, that was that. Uh, so then there was. No oh god, I'm trying to navigate the list of like. Uh, what's going on at EGX to try and find the, the list of games because I'm, go- I'm forgetting a lot of stuff. There was a lot of stuff. Uh, but I'll, I'll sort of swipe my way through this and talk about the stuff that was vaguely interesting. Right, uh, Art of Rally. Yeah. Um, 
you remember Absolute Drift on Steam? Vaguely. That was the sort of white and red... It was the mirror's edge of driving. Yeah, basically. <laughs> the mirror's edge of drift mechanics. And um, uh, So the guy that made that has basically gone on to make this like a, an actual rally simulation using those driving mechanics. Mm. It's like, oh, we, we've got the mechanics down and we made a sort of get you know, a concept game out of it the first time now we've actually got budget to make the environments for that <laughs> in our second game so that's what they're doing they're making a, a a isometric rally game with that handling and it's that seems quite cool it was yeah it's all right um cool I, pl- I played avici in vector which is a music game with avici music and uh, I thought it was just okay. Not just because it's Avicii music, but because actually I think some of the way that they do their note patterns was vaguely confusing. Um, it was one of those where I think it would take time to learn what it wants you to do sometimes because it, like, it has like a three-lane system in front of you um, where you have to be in the same lane. You have to get your ship into the same lane as where the button press is. And that's all rhythmic. Um, but there are times where those three lanes are actually on the sides of a triangle tube. So like you're rotating round the triangle to get to the things. And sometimes those are hugely telegraphed by a like one of the notations you actually have to hit being the move action. Mm. So it's like you have to be in that lane and then do the move action to go there. But sometimes not. And when I upped the difficulty from easy to normal, they were kind of not more often than they were. And also the combinations were like, press a button in this lane, now press a button in the second lane, really quickly. Like, it didn't really, int- like, ease me into that. It was like, like, you have to go bang, bang, but, like, the second bang probably has to be accompanied with a direction to get there for you to hit that note. And I just found that slightly awkward. And, like, it would be nice if that was telegraphed a bit better than it was. I don't know. It's, I just... Hmm. I, f- I found it weird. I found it odd. Not bad looking, though, if it was running on a system that was running well, which my one wasn't. <laughs> Um, but the other three stations seem to be fine. Um, uh, let's keep going. Uh, on this, in a similar vein to Art of Rally, uh, again, I think we've seen this at um, some sort of direct or some sort of presentation from one of them. Um, I think this was a PlayStation one, wasn't it? Place, yeah, it could be. Um, Circuit Superstars. Yeah, I think when, um, the, when we saw it, it didn't have a name. Because it was just the developers oh, talking about yeah. how they wanted to make this fancy driving game that wasn't like a typical third-person driving game. Yeah, um, and I think they've succeeded. So it's like it, it basically like the cars turn in space like Micro Machines cars, right? Yeah. But they, the way that they handle on the actual track is hugely dependent on your speed. So you're having to manage throttle and braking and how you're and the speed of your turn because it's analog right um really quite carefully in order to do well um and the, the demo they were showing was basically just a time trial it's like hey go around this track for 10 laps and see how it feels and see how see how much better you can get over the course of those laps and to be honest that was enough because it feels good it's like it's it's and it's it's, it's like there's something about playing it from that perspective that feel but with just that hint of like arcadiness because of the way it turns because of the way the cars rotate with how you press like combined with how those 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 throttle mechanics were and it's like it's yeah it's it's nice it it felt good to shave seconds off each lap and be like all right now i got that i figured out how to make that 
I need to come out of this turn at this specific angle and then lean into this turn with this. You know, you drive figuring out the racing lines of this track. It's like it's a it's a part of a game that doesn't look like it should be. It was cool. I came away kind of more impressed with that than I thought I'd be. There's there's more to it than than appearances would suggest. Um, When's that around? Uh, you know what? I've got no idea. I think it's relatively early in development still, so I'm not sure we'll see that soon. Hmm. But promising. Otherwise, why weren't they showing races? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. And and not and not just a time trialy thing. Um. Ah, uh, what else we got? Uh, I'm gonna skip over some poopers because <laughs> there was there was a uh, there was a reasonable amount of poopers this year, like stuff I played. And I'm just like, eh. Uh, Iron Meat. Let's talk about that because it's a contra ass contra game. That's not a contra game, but they go a little bit mad with its setting. It's like the first level is like very clear. <laughs> this contra wasn't bad. <laughs> well, okay, it's 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 they they kind of play a little bit on the on the horror pastiche a little more than they do. So like you end up you end up um, like things get progressively worse as the game goes on. Is is their pitch? It's like it starts off being like, oh, you're just going to investigate a thing, and then as things go on, like the the infection that's landed on the planet gets worse and worse, and all the, all the weird stuff happens, and all the environments are filled with tentacles and weird things. And it's uh, yeah, I have to say it plays very well. There was a Resident Evil film reference that was quite well done. <laughs> As uh yeah, a, 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 a few sort of like Terminatory jabs here and there, or like I'm not sure they were even particularly intentional. They just reminded me of Terminator quite a lot. Um, I had a lot of fun playing that. It's hard as balls, but it's uh it's pretty generous with how with the, it knows it's hard, and so you get you get quite a lot of lives to complete things. And apparently, there's a an actual like it's, it's kind of unfinished in the game at the, the point that they showed us, but there's like a thematic reason for why your character can die and respawn to the point where they're going to add animations of your character, like rebuilding himself, like and all picking himself back up after you've been shot or dismembered and things like that. Like they're actually going to add animations for you coming back to life in various ways based on what, on how you died. And it's like, oh, this, this sounds cool. Mm. It, it played real well is all I'm saying. Like it felt really nice to play. I mean, so if you like your contra games, it's like yeah, it's one of those. If you like your contra games, don't play the contra game that Konami just put out. Oh god, don't play hardcore. Yeah, because that looks <laughs> oh, garbage. No. What have they done? Uh, they put out a, contra, a four-player co-op contra game that's what is it? It's behind the back, sort of, but you're walking forward into the environment, and it's man, just go look at look at how bad it looks. Like it's oh, like dear. it's like it's like a couple of generations old graphics and they're all, it's like brown filter. It's like HD, HD mode. Like what's the old, um, next gen filter. Well. Yeah. HD is it's, brown. Yeah. It's, oh man, that's a horrendous looking thing. Uh, I do t- want to talk about one pooper just because, well, it, it was interesting just how much of a, of a ripoff this is. Um, it's like, it was called Monagerie and it is so trying to be old school game boy Pokemon. It's unreal. Um, to the point where you have you, you have tame animals that you control, but they have four moves each, and there's like a yep. stamina bar and a health bar, and it's even presented in that kind of like two D sprites, like one facing the other kind of way. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and it's just it's trying to be that, but at the same time, it's not as good as that. <laughs> like it's just it's not it didn't capture that 
that thing. I don't know quite how. It didn't feel like that thing when I played it, and I just, you know, I didn't have a good time with it. Um, it might be a really hard thing to demo, in fairness. Mm. Um, I mean, I they got the that. look right, but yeah, just. I watched the start of the quick look of that game that's trying to be skate. That is not doesn't look. That oh, was that session? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Oh, Kipper's played Skatebird. He said it was the glitchiest thing at the show. <laughs> well, that's a tradition in skate games. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the, the person, uh, someone sat down. I was playing another game called Nuts at the time, and someone sat down next to me and uh, and tried it, and he immediately made it. Got his bird stuck in a wall and just had the camera like tarred out. And they were they were just like, only you could make this break within four seconds. <laughs> just, apparently, this guy apparently has a track record for breaking games <laughs> amongst his friends. Um, we we played this um, something a Team Seventeen game trying to be another version of Overcooked because there's a lot of those right now mm. um, called Moving Out, and it's basically like here, go grab this stuff from this establishment and put it in the back of a moving van. And um, while it seemed functional, I'm not quite sure I get like like it doesn't have the Overcooked sense of panic. Like, and I think that's kind of why I enjoy that game because you're supposed to be shouting at each other and dealing with like a horrible situation. This is very more. This is much more measured. Like, it's about it's about optimizing the run, mm. um, whilst looking like an overcooked game. Uh, and it just wasn't all that interesting to me. I think Kippers was more enamored with it than I was. I just I, I didn't see it. It's just like why play why why play this when I can play overcooked? Yeah. Uh. I played a bit of new Super Lucky Tale. New Super Lucky's Tale. Nice. So, so yeah, I, I, I like what they're doing now. It's kind like of like new Super Mario. Yeah, <laughs> like a game from the previous Nintendo system. Yeah, uh, and it was on the Switch. I was playing it on Switch. Um, it's one of those. It's a Banjo Kazooie Mario E style platform. It's a three D platform, and by you know, with every trope you can imagine, by the set, but it seems. Nothing particularly wrong with it. Nothing particularly amazing about it as a demo. Um, oh, hey, I didn't play it because I could play it at any time because I've got it. But hey, R8 Games were there with that pacer. <laughs> it's the game that's been renamed. Yeah, and uh, I guess it's just come out on, or is about to come out on consoles. Yeah. So that's why they were there. Um, it looked a tiny bit different from when I played it as Formula Fusion, but not a huge amount. So maybe when I return to it, I'm not expecting it to be great still. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Um, I have played both Windjammers 2 and Rage Streets of Rage, not Rage Against the Streets. <laughs> uh, Windjammers 2 and Streets of Rage 4, which were right next to each other conveniently. And Talk about Windjammers. Yeah. Windjammers. Uh, talk about Windjammers. Windjammers is real good. Oh, good. Because it's, it's Wheeljammers. It's basically Windjammers again. It's like they've added a few mechanics here and there. But, man, if they want, if they have, if they want to ca- like be, be, just capture what the original was, they have done that. Like, it feels identical. Like, that and was that's where, like the where they the first round of the of the alternate versions kind yeah. of failed, like the three D ones, and it was like disc jam. You, you start losing the like weird precision of the original windjammers yeah. as soon as you move away from sprites. And, yeah, no, it's this. This feels of like just 
so much like Windjammers. It's like they've they've got it spot on, and they've added a couple of like there's, there's like a super meter now, mm. which is kind of fun because like you can still do like the super moves in the same way. Like if you manage to, if it bats up in the air and you're under it at the right time, you'll charge into the super in the same way you did on the original. But there's now like some bluffing mechanics and things like that. If you want to do like you can throw you can ooh, sorry microphone <laughs> punch the microphone <laughs> sorry microphone um you can you can throw the disc vert you know as if you're not horizontally like vert, with a vertical stance intentionally now if you want to and you could do that before though, uh, yeah right? that was I, the I lob kind of yeah but it's yeah maybe I guess but you can do that from the air you can spike it you can jump. Hmm. So you can jump up instead of like stand below the thing and don't, and you can spike it down, which is kind of fun, <laughs> like as an as an extra thing to mess your opponents up. Um, but you can also choose to burn your super meter as a sort of like an area of effect save. Um, so like a, a circle will, will appear around you when you fire it, and if the frisbee is in that zone, it will just bat it into the air, right, giving you a bit more time to either jump and try and spike it or to stand under it and fire us and charge a super instead um and i think you can use it offensively as well just in place of, an, of a shot so you can just try, you can do your super at any time if you want if you've got meter um it looks and it is it's basically got all of the same style as well it's like it may be in that like that crisp art style now but it's like all of the things that appeared like where it said the score and where it said the, what set you're on it's like it's the same <laughs> It's basically just Windjammers again, but with a few more mechanics. I guess it's like Lethal League, right? It's Lethal League Blaze. It's like it's Lethal League, <laughs> but with a few more mechanics and a yeah. graphical improvement. And, and that's no bad thing. I had a whale of a time. It's great. Um, and I also really enjoyed Streets of Wage 4. Streets of Wage? Streets of Wage 4. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was so that they were showing the same stage that they have been showing gameplay demos of in video form. Um, which is stage six, as it turns out. Um, yeah, it plays real well. It plays like a Streets of it, like almost the same philosophy. It plays like a better looking Streets of Rage game with a few more mechanics thrown in. And this is a really great way to tackle retro properties. I think, like, just mildly, like, if you manage to make it feel like the original, you're most of the way there. Just add a little bit more, and you're onto a banger. And they've done exactly that with this. It it, it was great. Excellent. Also, it was great. Well, some promising stuff here. Yeah. Streets of Rage. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to Streets of Rage almost more for the soundtrack than I am the actual game, though, because, <laughs> man, that's a lineup on that thing. Um, you know, with Hideki Naganuma and Yu Suzuki. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, some, there's some proper talent on that thing. What a game. Uh, all right, moving on. What else we got? Uh, Skybolt Zack I played just because it's got Zack's name in it um, great reasoning well, it wasn't I got dragged in it was one of those where it's like uh, the uh, Kippers and Jam are playing something called Pride Run uh, which is kind of exactly what it is it's like a like a gay pride rhythm game now, unfortunately they didn't say it was very good um, but hey it's, it's there um, but the same publisher was, put, was, was putting out this game and I was like well I'll play this then while you guys do that um and it seems, uh, yeah, it's interesting because it's like it's a speed running game, effectively. But it's it's main it's main mechanic is it's a platformer, but you want to spend as little time on the floor as possible 
because anything that's within range you can just punch your way to in an instant so if there's an enemy like within the radius of your punch um, and it's green for instance you'll press the a button on the controller because it's you know green and you'll just punch it you'll, you'll zip to it and punch it um, and it's about chaining together those punches in order to get where you need to be um, and work your way through the level and, and and if you do better then the radius of your punch gets progressively bigger allowing you to get to different areas that you perhaps couldn't before and it's got a branching path story and things like that as it seemed quite fun actually it's, it's a relatively simple concept but it seemed pretty fun well made and and that's about to come out like in the next couple of weeks so if you're vaguely interested there you go uh someone's trying the surgeon simulator thing again hands 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 and <laughs> physics but this time it's a dating sim what are you gonna do with your hands oh wait oh, like it's dinner, and dinner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do with your hands with a dating sim that's worrying <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> I thought of that. Yeah. it's called table manners yeah so it's all about dinner dates but with that sort of mechanic, like, pour, do you want to pour a glass of wine in the glass, or do you want to pour it all over your all over your date? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> you can do that. Can you set fire to the table and have your date not be that worried about it? <laughs> that right? <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Uh, yeah, that was that was quite fun. Um, one of those games where you just have to be patient with it, patient with the controls, and you can figure it out quite easily. Um, oh, oh, I found anyway. I think some people can't, but I restarred the two levels they were showing um and it's just and yeah it was funny nonetheless um uh that might be it to be honest in terms of things worth talking about um the left field collection didn't blow me away with stuff this year i didn't there wasn't like a thumper there mm. for me to sort of look at and go oh this is going to be good mm. um I, I, you know, there was a lot of concepty or pretentious sort of things, a bit of poetry going on. It was, um, it's a slightly odd. I mean, that's kind of the point, right? It's, a, it's supposed to be an odd selection, but there's nothing there that really sort of super blew me away. Apart from one thing that was, it won't, I won't say it blew me away, but it was like it got me intrigued, and it was like I've just had to go find a picture of it because I can't, I can't for the life of me ever remember the name of this thing. But it was called X Zodiac, um, or EX Zodiac, or something like that. Um, As and it used like, to be Zodiac, or <laughs> yeah, I I'm X Zodiac. I'm an X Zodiac. <laughs> the rat has left. <laughs> it's now only eleven. Um, it's. Like, so basically, the developer sort of has, has, has gone, I like Star Fox. I'd quite like to be there in a... Shut up. I didn't even say Alexa. Alexa. Quiet. Um, uh, I like Star Fox, but I like that SNES Star Fox. What if it looked, sounded, and played like that Star Fox, but ran at 60 frames per second? <laughs> Alex, I can't imagine it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he made, basically made his first level of this of this game, and that was all he had. It was quite quick and quite short, but yeah, they he nailed it. Yeah, it it looked, felt, and played quite a lot like Star Fox, like Which, the original. What Star Fox? It just, oh, it, original Star the Fox. SNES one. Yeah, 
with its like low resolution and no textures and low poly look. But and even a gerp 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 guy. And, uh, and then he's going to get sued. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> it, yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't Slippy Toad. Like <laughs> you don't have teammates in this. Like it was just someone on the radio telling you the controls. Um, and it didn't say use the boost to get through or anything. Not yet. Or, or do a barrel roll. There wasn't barrel rolling yet. Um, uh, but yeah, I want to see what that does. Basically, because it's like it's it's kind of cool that someone's going for it. How long, yeah, how long you'll stick... Like, as with every, every one of these projects, that's probably a guy. Like, how long will he stick with it, and will there be more to it? How long do I have to wait <laughs> to see more of this thing? Um, but yeah, cool that it exists. Uh, yeah, that's probably my EGX, really. Cool. Well, there's some positive stuff there. Yeah. Excited about so, Windjammers and Streets of Rage. Yeah, Windjammers and Streets of Rage were the most obvious, like, these are good <laughs> games, if you know what I mean. There's a lot of stuff where it's like, oh, I don't know if this is, like, ready yet, or a lot of, or this has, this is early potential kind of stuff. Um, or exactly what you'd expect. And I suppose, when, like, Streets of Rage 4 and Windjammers are kind of still exactly what I'd expect, but they're a very good kind of exactly what I'd expect. <laughs> or more, they're exactly what I want. How about that? That's probably the better way to put it. They're a bit of me. There we go. That's your EGX 2019 report. I quite like it being at London XL rather than Birmingham. But you really need to do something about your toilets, XL. They were garbage. Really? Oh, that's <laughs> Was anyone streaming at them? <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, they, uh, they were just... just poorly maintained like like you you, you the, the, the sort of bathroom where if you went to wash your hands you, you could press the tap and it would either not run or explode <laughs> <laughs> oh crap i forgot the i forgot the other really really good surprise of each how did i forget this man my my vr game of the uh of the show because you know i always have to have one of those apparently um so uh i got to try a rift s which is the other thing. So, you know, brand new controller, outside in, inside, well, sorry, inside out tracking. Uh, and I can safely say, yeah, that thing works. Um, and it fits over my glasses nicely. <laughs> so the Rift S, thumbs up. Um, but what I was playing in it was the very nice surprise of Space Team VR. <laughs> it's Space Team. In VR. It's basically the Star Trek game, but like, currently oh. version. <laughs> okay. And that's great. But, yeah, it's basically that. It's, it's, it's all it's trying to be is Space Team in VR, and it's excellent. It's, it was just, this was their first public test, so it had a few teething problems here and there. Um, like, it had no tutorialization and stuff like that, which they realized was a bit of a problem because <laughs> no one knew what they were doing unless, unless they were aware of the, the original game. Um, so they uh, had had taught themselves to basically give a nice big intro to the game themselves. <laughs> um, so they were they were figuring figuring stuff out as they get as they went, um, and it was clearly a bit of a pain for them to run because it was quite an early build. So they were having to run three PCs and three VR kits to run this thing, and it needed rebooting after every session and stuff like that. Um, so it was clearly a pain for them to actually run. But yeah, I want to play more of that. That was a right laugh. Because it's space tape. 
because it's space team. Yeah. That reminds me of something else we kind of missed that I just remembered that's news, I guess. Kind of news. I guess it hasn't happened yet. Maybe we will be shortly, but Valve are making, now that they've got their, their streaming thing working, I guess. I mean, it's been like that, been pretty good for a while. They're now introducing online co op. So any game that is usually considered couch co op, you can right. just stream the video stream to other players and play it over the internet <laughs> as if it was an online game. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's neat. Because I thought placed went PS4 like selling that as one of its early features, right? When they were saying that streaming was just going to be you could pass off the game to someone else, though, right? Was oh, their original right. concept so for that could, you could hand control, control not, to yeah, not co-op across. Yeah, I wonder how well that'll work, like latency-wise. Well, I'm sure that always... is the problem with latency. But as we as we've tested a couple of times, like when I was streaming Forager to Rob's house the other time when mm. we were trying that, it's like I think that you know Steam streaming does work pretty good, all things considered. Yeah, it's not bad. I wonder if um, uh, what am I thinking? I assume Stadia will have a lot of that stuff built in, right? Like it will be advantageous for Stadia because it's just like this is just how the how the platform works. It's like yeah, we can do a co-op, why not? Hmm. Yeah, maybe. You'd hope so. Anyway, it would just be streaming to two people instead of one. But it, I guess you could kind of say like, how has no one thought of this at this point? <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah. <laughs> it's like you've got a local co-op game and no one likes, and that's too much effort to get four people in the same house. Why not just stream it to the other people instead? Yeah. I guess because like, yeah, latency is still a huge issue, especially for streaming from your own house. Yeah. Um, like it's one thing for Stadia to work coming from an enormous data center that's because that's only one way, basically. Yeah. But when it's coming out of your house, like it's, it's relying on that's relying a lot on your own broadband, like to do things that they're not really st- still even now not particularly great at. For most people, but it would definitely. It could definitely work pretty good for like I mean most co couch co op games are what you'd say are kind of like low powered games, so they're not gonna be stressing your system otherwise. So you've probably got a bit of overhead left over for rendering a video and sending it. Mm. <laughs> so it should theoretically work reasonably well for most of those, I imagine. Talking about things we've forgotten. Yeah. I forgot about one of the big things I saw at EGX <laughs> Another one. I have seen that behind closed doors, forty-minute gameplay demo of Cyberpunk. No right. Oh, you've seen it. I've seen it with uh, my eyes. What can you tell us? It is incredible. <laughs> really? Like that thing? That if if I mean, unless it was smoke and mirrors, and that thing wasn't a live yeah. demo. I mean, they, they they'd clearly had build like things in place to make it so it was demo friendly, right? Like here's here's a character build we can't leveled up. up. <laughs> yeah, and his his and we can do a there there are certain points where the, the where the, the the demo knows to prompt you to swap to the another loadout, for instance, and it will effectively reloads in in a different scenario of, of the same area, hmm. so they can show you how how it could play out differently. Um, so unless it, that was all smoke and mirrors and was well rehearsed thing. Man, that thing is impressive. Just like in environmentally, I think more than anything else, just like how that world is structured, how that world interacts, just the areas you're walking through. There's a busy like 
neon-soaked Blade Runner-esque marketplace in this demo that's just filled with people having conversations. And, you know, for the demo purposes, they were just casually walking by everyone. But it's like, I wonder how much of this you could zone into. And there'd probably be far too much to zone into. And that in itself is kind of interesting. It's like, are we getting to the point where you don't have to stand around and... Well, I suppose you don't ever have to, but like if you were to actually just stand around and try and eavesdrop on everyone on everything that's going on, you're going to spend like far too long because it's just part of the, this world. It's like, it, I think it would be too much to do that. It's like, there's so much world building going on. And it's like, it's, it's weird because it's all hi- hi- highlighted by the HUD. Like it's translating the subtitles, like the subtitles are sort of like in place and auto translating what's going on around you. And so you can just walk past these people and sort of catch a little paragraph on screen of what they're talking about whilst they're actually talking about, you know, little things here and there that are just adding to like, here's how your cyber system works in your head. And it's, it's, but that environment, it's just, it's just incredible how much is going on and how well it's, how well realized it is. And it's to the point where there was just a, you know, a building in the background just casually has an explosion and no one like bats an eyelid and kind of just, this is just, just something that happens. Just carry on. It's mm-hmm. like, and even the, even they didn't like react to it during the demo. And it's like, was that supposed to happen? Or like, is like, was that, was that something weird going on? And it's like, oh, it's mad. This is one of the, yeah, yeah. In terms of world building, it's just one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. It's just, and then you get the, and then the gameplay kicks in and you get all the old, like, I, I would say old school Deus Ex vibes, right? Like, I'm Good. All that, all that stuff from the original Deus Ex. That's all in. I like, want, man. Hey, you, you can play this aggressively. Hey, you can play this stealthily. You can yeah. build this loader. You can have these conversations. You can have this Mass Effect conversation tree as well yeah, and baby. have it all play out completely differently based on what you say. And it's... Come on, Cyberpunk. Be, be the new Deus Ex. Be the good... And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the demo ends on something that is theoretically could have been a branching choice like a dramatically branching choice potentially and it's like oh okay that's like you're, you're going to show me one of you get well they only played out one direction but it's like these are the other choices or the other things i could have done in this scenario must have played out wildly differently um or could have had story ramifications that could have gone in different directions and it's like oh this is fascinating yeah, I came away really quite impressed. Okay, so hype for Cyberpunk because I've always that was the very, other thing, wasn't it? That's I've always been very March, cautious about yep. Cyberpunk. Well, what? Or is that April? That might be April. Uh, that might Seriously? be April thing. Yes, <laughs> April next really, year. April next year. It's yeah. way sooner than I thought. Oh yeah. man. Oh god. Okay. Uh, I, I thought it was super impressive. Like, as I said, it, like if it wasn't smoke and mirrors, like <laughs> no bad stuff, but it's like. The only thing like that we walked away from that demo thinking looked a bit maybe not so good is the actual shooting. Yeah, <laughs> like but, I mean, never, yeah. yeah, like Deus yeah. Ex, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like there's there's something slightly off about how that thing looked, but I don't know if they were playing up to it, like because obviously like demo mode, the guy is like almost intentionally moving smoothly through the environment mm. or shooting at things that you're not you wouldn't normally like spray at. Yeah. Just to show how much the environment can disintegrate. And it was in an old shopping. It was in an unfinished shopping mall, so there was a lot of things to shoot and disintegrate. (laughs) And it was, it was really cool. And I think he was overkilling people, as in like they'd come up and he'd take he'd down them in a few bullets or something. But then he'd just sort of sit there shooting them a bit longer, just to see bits fall off them, and like for them to do the sort of ragdoll, blah 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 blah, a bit the cannon fodder. As long as it doesn't go like Max Payne. <laughs> the next day free. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there might be a bit 
yeah, I think, I think it might be a little that <laughs> way. Um, uh, yeah, so that was the only thing that sort of perhaps looked a little off, but that could be explained by just how these demos have to be to make it so you can see what's going on a bit. Um, or what they're trying to show. Um, and it also appears that there's a lot of Keanu in this game. So really? They actually paid a lot of money. Yeah, I think the storyline basically is about Keanu primarily, or at Fuck least the yes. por- that, like, or at least a large portion of the game. <laughs> Johnny Silverhand, as his name is, Not great Mr. name, Mister Silver, or whatever. We yeah. whatever the subtitles E three claimed. Uh, and they, they teased. Basically, the demo ended with like a bit where they, you go into you, 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 your consciousness can go into cyberspace. That's a thing, and so it's this oh, yeah, whole other. So it's this whole other representation of space and interaction and things like that. And it's, oh, like what? Well, uh, sort of like a. Mm. So it's it was, in a, it was a sequence in the space. demo, but I think there's like that. It was a sequence in the demo, but there's potential there for it to be like a an alternative realm for you to traverse it, so to yeah. speak. But that, that looks in their in their weird spiky vision of how like tech works in that. Uh, in, in this. In this <sighs> oh man, I'm excited like, now. It's, it's, I was. It was crazy impressive i spent like, a, a long time it being a like demo, um, obviously but very cautious about cyberpunk and not sure but um for a long time so um i'm really pleased because obviously like they have a great reputation with the witcher and i love cyberpunk uh, as in the genre like deus ex mm. <laughs> so if it's gonna do that and uh, i don't care if the shooting isn't amazing because that's really hard to do anyway i mean what can, yeah, yeah what i mean yeah, i mean you'd, you'd probably anyway. have a great time sorry yeah you'd probably have a great time playing this on easy mode right and just experiencing the world yeah. i think it's one of i think it's one of those where it's like i don't think you have to be too uh worried about like you could hardcore it because it's got stats it's got all this it's got some stuff it borrows from the board games in terms of its mechanics mm. and things like that and you know it's all about build and how you want to play and stuff like that but it's like i don't think that has to be difficult to enjoy it it doesn't strike me as one of those mm. it's not like a like, it, like yeah it's not like a metal gear where kind of like actual metal gear 5 like most of the game is its mechanics with some funky cutscenes thrown in it's um, where actually playing hardcore, I imagine, could be pretty rewarding if you're that sort of player. I, I think this doesn't have to be that. I think this could be, just be soak it in. You'll have a great time. Soak it in. Cyberpunk Toyson. Ah, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, we're running out of time in this podcast. Well, thankfully, I haven't got much to talk about in terms of games, so that's... Cool. What have you been playing, man? I finished Bloodstained. How many percent? 99 oh, percent. Disappointing. Yeah. Not even 216. I don't think it goes that high. I think this map... I th- well, and that's only a map completion stat in this. No. So it's not like an actual completion stat. I think there's a hell of a lot more I haven't seen. I know about one secret area that I haven't got to or been to. Um, that yeah, you probably it's one of those that you probably wouldn't know it exists, but I've had YouTube spoil it for me. <laughs> um, so now I know it exists, I kind of have to work out how to get there, so which will probably mean looking it up. Anyway, there's a secret area that looks kind of cool and might have some loot in it. And there's a couple of things, there's a couple of things in the environment I know I haven't done, 
um, that maybe I'll check out. But I'm not sure. It's one of those. I've got to that point that I have like in a lot of games where it's like I finished it now. Do I really want to go and do go back and do these other things? Mm. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not, and I'm not sure that I will. Um, yeah, I think my uh, like um, impressions from last cast still stand in that. I think the game concept and how it plays in general is really quite good and quite compelling, but I think it's also layered with a certain amount of jank and the game not being as polished maybe as it should be, like just in terms of how it runs or the sound glitches or the sometimes terrible voice acting or the boss design that is sometimes just really kind of on the crappy side, whereas others are really very good. It's like it's a bit, it's, it's it's an all over the place game, and that makes it kind of interesting. Um, well, it makes it very interesting for both good and bad reasons, <laughs> and it's um, uh, I in, I enjoyed it a hell of a lot, as it turned out. So it's uh, it's it's a flawed game, but it's uh, but it's an enjoyable one. Um, you might as well play it if you have Game Pass. You know, <laughs> okay. that's not really a ringing endorsement. The classic, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but but if it's, if you're if you're struggling for choices and you're looking at the Game Pass list, going, oh, I don't know, it's like, hey, give Bloodstained a look. It's like, oddly, it's a weird place for me to come in, I suppose, because this is one of the first Castlevania game I've probably yeah. played properly, and it's technically the last Castlevania game, but it's not technically a Castlevania game. Yep. So you know, all kinds of oddness going on there. Egervania, you know, if you want to call it that. Apparently he's going to be a boss in the game. Or he is a boss in the game if you're like a Kickstarter backer. Sure. A secret boss. So I won't be able to find him. And I'm not going to buy the DLC to make it so I can find him. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much me done. Still playing Tetris 99. Some reason. <laughs> is is Tetris 99 like more fun to play than like Tetris Effect or what's the? I don't know why I'm drawn to Tetris 99. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's just because it's one of those things I can have ready to go on the Switch at any moment. <laughs> yep, right. that's why. And be, and be like, I've got a few minutes. To, I've got like ten minutes. I can get a couple of games in <laughs> in that time. Um, so it's just basically on suspend the whole time, just sat there, ready to go. Maybe you should charge your 3DS again and get back to some of those games that you missed. Yeah, maybe. Um, it's it's nice to have a very quick thing to just drop into. Um, I'm still occasionally playing Pokemon Picross on my 3DS. <laughs> like, oh, I can do the training. The shortest time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so it's nice for that. Um, also, well, I guess part of the draw is that it's got dailies. Yeah, well, like there's a couple of challenges every day that you can earn a earn two tickets every day unless you're a DLC purchaser and you can earn four tickets. Um, But those tickets can eventually be traded in for themes to change what the game looks and sounds like. And I haven't been particularly overwhelmed by the. uh, I'm not even whelmed. I don't think (laughs) by the. I'm underwhelmed (laughs) by the uh, um, the Mario and Zelda themes. That are available. They look okay, but they don't sound all right. They could have done more of the audio. Mm. They could have done more. Is what I mean. I think it's kind of a weak effort. So I'm hoping all the other themes they've got are maybe a bit better, like the ones that perhaps aren't based on Mario and Zelda and Donkey Kong. They're just the normal ass themes. Maybe they're all right. 
before they've done more too, but I'm doubting it. But I won't find out until I own myself some more tickets. <laughs> He's a Detris. He's a Detris. Cool. Zachary Burgess. Well, while Rob has been going to cons and playing Tetris, he's been missing out on the Rocket League Halloween event. (laughs) And also Rocket Files, you know, because that's still happening (laughs) currently. But the Rocket League Halloween event has been happening. It's still going on for like another two or three weeks. There's plenty of October left. Yes, and November it goes into as well. But yeah, this year it's the Stranger Things crossover. No. Which, I don't know, I don't know shit about Stranger Things, obviously, but it <laughs> seems like it's fairly well done. The, the the way they've converted the farmstead level into the the Stranger Things world, with, it adds like a weird, like, almost a film grainy filter over it. Oh, weird. Right. Which affects the lighting. Huh. And actually kind of makes Blue Team kind of difficult to see sometimes, but <laughs> huh. it's kind of cool. It has like a weird soundscape as well to that level of, that affects the audio. Is it like a different game mode? No, this it's time, just it's just, just a skin on that level, really. Oh, cool. So is that, that is that coming up in all the playlists then as well? Yeah, even it? competitive. Oh, weird. And some of the unlocks are kind of nice. The Halloween, the Stranger Things themed things, the, the Stranger Things themed boost that makes the sound. Okay, right. That, that you would expect. It has like the, the red lines. So, yeah. You know, it's kind yeah, of nice. I kind of have that retro line. That's been happening. Not much of an event, really. There, there does seem, I've, again, I've probably just forgotten, but there seems to be more things this time. More different items to unlock. Mm, and, okay. and you still get 10 golden pumpkins at the end as well. Hmm. Or not at the end. You don't get them. Well, you are, yeah, you are, you can, at the end of the list, buy, there are 10 can, golden pumpkins that you can buy. That you can buy. Yeah. <laughs> so if you've got all the stuff you actually want. Start spending all your candy corn, whatever, on those. Any news on blueprints? No. Okay. They still haven't made any more specific dating or anything about that. Okay, or, the, okay. or the new crate. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> And then really the only other thing that I did was I played some more Oxygen Not Included because I finished off getting all the achievements. Oh, okay. I've awesome. successfully done all the very specific things you needed to do, some of which were actually kind of difficult, which was, you know, interesting, I guess, for achievement hunting. Yeah. <laughs> the, like, there's the, the achievement where you're, you're not allowed to use any farm tiles, like you're not allowed to farm plants in the normal way. Which is actually real easy now because there's that animal that the animal that you can just give seeds to and it just plants them in the ground, and they grow like much slower than farmed crops. But that that's not really a problem. You can just get a lot of them. <laughs> you just sort of have to plan ahead to leave like natural terrain for it to be able to plant the things in. Right. Yeah. So it's not re- that was relatively easy. You just have to survive a certain amount of time without using the farms. But then there's like the actually I was questioning whether it would even be possible achievement of like eating a certain amount of meat before before cycle 100 because like initially i thought i could do both of these at once because i was like well obviously if i can't farm plants i may have this animal that can plant plants for me but i could also just eat a bunch of meat right Hmm. that's the other way to get food so I was like, maybe I can do both of these achievements at once. Turns out I probably couldn't, because in order to get the meat one, you have to. I feel like it's it's a much harder target to hit to make the that amount of meat you have to eat in that time limit. 
So in the end, I had to make like I had to use an external website that shows you like the pre- a preview of the map generation to find a very specific kind of map that kind of fitted. Because as far as I can tell, the only way you can realistically do this achievement is to immediately go to the space biome and capture the cre- creature that lives there. Because for some un- unexplainable reason, that one specific creature that spawns in space is worth like 10 times as much meat as any of the other animals. Oh, right. So it's, yeah, it'd be, so it'd be relatively easy to... If it's 10 times as much, then that would be un- like only 10 of them you have to eat, right? <laughs> well, not quite that low, but yes. Okay. It's, it's much easier to get enough oh, meat. So it's 100 cycles, not 100 meat. No, yeah. Right. <laughs> Which is like four hundred thousand calories or whatever. Oh right, okay. I don't, I don't know what that translates to in number of individual meat items, <laughs> but yeah, you have to. So I had to generate a map with using the. There's a world trait that where it's called miscalculated pod location, where the pod can spawn like not in the middle of the map. So you have to like use that to force the pod to be slightly higher up. And there's one of the asteroids where the space biome kind of indents into the top of the map further than usual. Mm. So you combine those together to try and get space as close as possible. Right. And then just rush up there and try and capture one of those things as soon as possible and then just start breeding it. Luckily, they're very easy to take care of as well. Like They don't care about temperature or atmosphere because obviously they do in space. <laughs> yeah. And they also don't really... You can also get away with like not actually feeding them because weirdly, like their reproduction rate, even if they're sad from like not being cared to, is enough that they'll always lay an egg before they starve. You don't even have to worry about feeding them. You, it will just self-sustain. Mm. Although obviously that makes it slower to get the meat because you're not creating more eggs and increasing the population. You're only getting one-to-one. But yeah, I managed to pull that off eventually. <laughs> so that was probably the hardest achievement. And then I did a few other bits and pieces, like the one where you're not allowed to use any of the like fossil fuels for a, a long time. You have to run purely on... Well, you don't actually have to run purely on hamster wheels <laughs> because there's other certain other types of power don't count, like the hydrogen generator, you can still use that. So if you're making your traditional electrolyzer making oxygen, which also makes hydrogen, you can just you still use the hydrogen generators there. And you're also still allowed to use the steam engine. So conveniently, since I was also doing that achievement on the map with all the volcanoes, I was like, oh, I can just make a volcano, just dump water onto this incredibly hot volcano rock and just make a steam power plant, basically. Sure. So we got that achievement done. And yeah, I've got done them all. Success. S rank. Yep. Which means I've actually got a better completion rating on actually not including them Factorio because of that one last damn Factorio achievement. <laughs> The 30 million green circuits. They went to Satisfactory come out. Didn't I don't know. know. I don't think they've still confirmed when they're leaving early access or when it's going to come out on not Epic. Mm, right. It should if it if the original like theory about it being true of it being a year exclusive on whilst it's in early access or something. Yeah, the year exclusive on Epic coinciding with the early access period. Mm. That will probably be about April or March. I forget where I played it, right? It was about that time. You could check the episode of the video. Yeah, you could. Near there. It was definitely around that time, so about the time everything else comes out. <laughs> yeah, busy season. And that was I guess re- everything would be getting, wants to, would want to get out of the way of next gen, right? 
well, I mean, to some extent, Call of Duty won't. But... I mean, all we said, all we said about the March period is that it's because it's the end of the financial and everything that gets delayed oh, just has to come sure. out at that point. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. I always forget about that. So yeah, and that was more or less all I did. There was some discussion about obviously with someone about city builders because they wanted to play a new city builder and I they were talking to me about a game that I played for like an hour at some point and mm. I'd almost forgotten about and I never mentioned it on the podcast either mm. <laughs> called Universium and I haven't gone back to play that right. but I might do it at some point but yeah that is like they were talking about whether that was a good one and I was trying to think of how to even describe it because it was just like it's one of it's those, not a city builder. Well, it's one of those kind of city builder games where it's like vague, where it's like it's not like a grid or anything. It's oh. like you are kind of just and you don't really manage anything directly or whatever. It's I I was trying to think of another example of what that of a game that's even similar to that, which I, you'd think there should be tons of, but I probably play. <laughs> you're sort of putting things in places, but you don't necessarily get a numerical impact. You're just seeing what happens and well it's it's there are still numbers to some extent but it's not like as precise as even a banished or whatever because hmm. banished was what was my close the closest thing i could think of as a reference because you're not really directly managing people in banished or anything right you're not assigning specific people to specific jobs because the people don't really have stats or anything you're giving them the means yeah and they sort themselves out yeah it's sort of like that but even less because even banished still has a grid yeah but yeah, and so we talked about that for a while, and then it, then the topic of conversation turned back to Banished and like the mods for Banished, which I also tried at some point. But it seemed at the time like the mods for Banished were quite unstable. Something about that game just didn't really agree with modding that well. Hmm. So who knows whether I'll end up playing one of those again? Because you know that's the kind of thing that happens to me. There was something else I was thinking about playing, but I, oh, it was I was thinking about a new game. But we'll see whether that actually happens. There's a game that's been popping up in my YouTube rec- recommended videos because, as usual, people who play, actually not including Factorio, kind of lead me to the other games. <laughs> but there's a new game. I don't think it's well. I think it's been in early access for a while, and I'm not sure whether it's actually come out or whether it's like a major patch or whatever. But it's another kind of similar game of colony building automation i forgot what it's even called which is helpful for this part of the podcast <laughs> but anyway it's another automation game but you're you're training like robot little robots to do things like Automa chef is it no that's the other one that's the with the grabby arms making the food yeah <laughs> i already played that the okay. demo of. it's a game so this one you're it seems like you you build the little robots but they has like a one of those like drag and drop block programming languages. Okay. So you can yeah. like program the robot brains to do things hmm. in, in certain loops and whatever. So that seems kind of interesting, but yeah. I don't know if I'll get around to that. And yep. if I can remember R- what it's R- called. Remind us what it's called next though. Well, if I play it, I will. Okay. <laughs> Mystery game. Mystery. So yeah, that's, that's that. trap. Ooh. Pretty much it. But wait, does it lead? Cool. Uh, I've been playing Zelda. It's kind of a known quantity, isn't it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so nothing really to say about that. It's good. Um, it's like the game it was, and it looks nice. Yeah. And I'm still it's enjoying it. Haven't, haven't hit any major glitches then. <laughs> no. I mean, I, like I said last time, I almost got trapped inside a 
someone's house at one point and also sure. the um the mini game for like with the grabber armor is a bit bullshit i don't know how that seems to be totally different or well not you know it seems to actually be like physics objects and yeah but you can imagine how annoying that is <laughs> but it's okay. fine you just keep doing it until you get it it's a, this is one of the things that was like added right yeah but the I thing see. is like it's not optional like you need to get i think you need an item from that for the trading quest which is a cool part of the game but it's fine. The cl- the classic trade up. Well, yeah, uh, and there's a piece of heart in there too. I think various things. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's good. I mean, dungeon design. It's pretty top notch. Yeah, they had a lot of um, stalls for that at EGX, as you'd expect. <laughs> yeah. Um, that animated intro though. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty good on the Game Boy, to be honest. Well, I guess yeah, <laughs> for the time. But it's like, I wonder if it's the same animation studio that you get to do the Fire Emblem stuff. Mm. Like, it looks yeah, pretty similar. Yeah. But then, hell, a lot of modern anime looks kind of the same. <laughs> I haven't played anything with anyone else this, these past two weeks, I don't think. I've seen I've seen my flatmate play a bit of um, Sekiro, and I'm not really convinced by that. I was hoping that that would be the Dark Souls for me or whatever, but... Right, yeah, likewise. <laughs> I, I think still maybe. think if, I, if it was going to be one, I think Bloodborne is still top of that yeah. list if I were to try. Or maybe even The Surge. The, the Surge is possibly a bit more direction just because of its techno... You know, can rip arms off people and I'm going to attach them to my body and use them kind of thing. Mm. And Ho was saying the same thing. Like she played, I think she got Sakura and she played it, but she she, she doesn't like it. Like she likes mm. Dark Souls because she was saying she's more kind of, she likes to be more sort of patient and determined rather than aggressive or whatever. Right, yeah. I guess she's a bit more defensive and you have to be aggressive in Sakura a bit more. I, I guess that's true of Bloodborne as well. It makes you be yeah, more aggressive. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Ho prefers tanking and being, uh, you know, so she prefers uh, Dark Souls. Fair enough. It's, it's yeah. Fair it's, enough. Uh, I can, it's it's an interesting one, really. Whether when you think about it, like those the Souls games are quite defensive and very mm. deliberate, and yeah. um, and then you think about other character action games like Bayonetta and Devil May Cry, and actually, like how little they offer in terms of defensive options. Oh yeah. Really, it's like they're not about that at all, and it's no. like. And when you, and then the more you start thinking about it, it's like well, actually very few games are about the defense. Mm. really in in that st- in that genre in that sort of mm. your guy it's like maybe monster hunter is probably the closest i guess maybe but that's quite aggressive as well really god of war does mm. it okay but that's also aggressive but it's got decent defensive options like the shield is pretty good sure yeah i, th- I think god of war has more mandatory defense if you yeah. see what i mean like it's more like oh you need to be blocking right now rather than or dodging yeah or, or blocking it in a specific way yeah, um, that kind of stuff. Like you want you you kind of want to parry this, but this would be a good choice. <laughs> yeah, I I I had that upgrade to that like slows down time on successful parries, I think, or whatever. Oh, right, yeah, because it was a projectile, wasn't? Uh, or maybe it was a successful dodge. It... Yeah, caused a caused a time bullet. Time oh, thing. right, you you were wearing that armor, right? Because that was an armor ability, I think. Yeah, some kind of armor or rune or rune kind. thing. Yeah. Man, that game's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. Mm. There was a cool God of War t-shirt that I resisted buying because it was expensive. Did <laughs> uh, you get any merch? Shirt, which I don't wear. Uh, I came back with some um, 
Japanese feudal style, feudal Japan style art, but with game reference. Like, wow. I got mainly because, like, I thought Gnome would like the fact that, 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 uh, I mean, it's really cool. It's like, it's, uh, what's it called? Uki E Heroes or something is the website. Just look at their stuff. It's really cool. Um, uh, but I didn't pay those prices. Uh, I'll tell you that. Uh, it's, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's sort of yeah, feudal, Edo period Japanese art, basically. Right. But like, with like, they do some really cool stuff with how they twist video games into things. So like, there's this cool one of like the Star Fox characters as samurai riding clouds. <laughs> it's just sort of, it's really awesome. Um, but the other ones, it's sort of like just cats eating. <laughs> it's just like it's super cute, and it's like it's an, an unknown likes it and things like that. But it's all sort of done in that old school sort of wood print style, I suppose. Hmm. Uh, it was, yeah, there's there's some. There's a cool Mario one called Rickshaw Cart, and they did terrifying Pokemon battles as if it was depicted in that art style. And it's um the Katamari one's really good as well. <laughs> there's, there's a ton of good stuff. Um, worth checking out. So yeah, I came back with some of that and this um Japanese tabletop, well Japanese inspired tabletop game that I think will be fun to try, which is based on their vending machine co- culture. So you get a little plastic vending machine and tiny little things to put in it and little shopping trays. And it's one of those like sets where there's a ton of different games you can play based on that stuff. But it was really cute and looked cool. Your phone vibration agrees. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Think it maybe. Yeah. Cool. Uh, any videos coming up as we come to the end of this uh, cast? Of no, we've been, on, we've, we've been on break. Yeah. We haven't, we haven't been asked, it's like, which has actually worked out quite nicely for me because I haven't had a huge amount of time to actually. Yeah, fair enough. And for when I could work on that stuff, I've just been too tired. <laughs> it's my problem. Yeah, Get yourself of, untired. Kind of lowers the enthusiasm for, for videos. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I'll come visit sometime and do some videos with you guys. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. We should. We should get you on more vids. Yeah. Maybe if we can figure out how to do the multimedia fusion side of the old Collision software game. Oh, God. Can we get that tanker game running that I made one level of? Oh, God, yeah. Or oh, Memory Pure. Yeah. Why she attempts at Mode 7? Oh, yeah. Oh, your golf That <laughs> aren't even games at all. Does that even work? Oh, we'll see. Cool. Well, look forward to that sometime in the next year, maybe, listeners. But if you want more content, maybe come back not. in two weeks for another Salacast. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> yeah. And so you it's should. It's an option. <laughs> yeah. It's an option. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>